Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Night Floors. It was written by Dennis Detweiler, and it's available as part of a Delta Green sourcebook entitled Countdown. You can find it on DriveThruRPG. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Agent Beverly Clark. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan. This is bad. Although that may become the understatement of the year. It's never a good sign to be invited to an opera. Our handler, Marcus, handed us a strange case. Abigail Lawrence, a New York artist who disappeared back in June, has drawn the attention of Acel. There were some occult symbols found in her apartment, and there is concern that a supernatural element is involved. She lived in this old medieval-style building called the McAllister Building in New York City. It kind of serves as an artist's commune. Her neighbor, a painter named Thomas Manuel, was the last one to have seen her, and that was on May 31st. Uh, we know of three other occupants. There's Roger Carvin, a science fiction author that Martin is fond of. Uh, a Michelle Van Fitz, a playwright who we hear has a difficult personality, and a one Louis Post. Uh, we know nothing about him at this point. Something is seriously wrong here. I can feel it in my bones. The walls and ceilings of Abigail's apartment were covered in junk. Items rating, ranging from the late 1800s to 1970s moved on in layer after layer. And papers with these symbols just ring the room, uh, among other things. There was a receipt for rent. Uh, indicated a payment was made to Abigail in July for room S10. There is no room S10. We've been in the basement. So this girl has received rent for a room that doesn't even exist? after she's disappeared? And glues it on her wall. And to make matters worse, there seems to be a presence in this place. Doors are shutting by themselves. Objects like cinnamon sticks and, and, and a dog's ball are appearing out of nowhere, behaving strangely, and a phantom dog. I'm told there's no pets aren't allowed. There's a dog here. We can hear it. And no one that lives here has been seen outside for months. No one has paid rent in months. Seems that back in March, some sinister change has taken place. And Thomas believes everything is normal. He believes that he's been paying rent. Of course, he neglected to tell us that he's been recording Abigail's room. And then there's that damnable play script. The dog barks. Footsteps on the stairs. Enter FBI agents. What the hell is going on here? So if I'm standing there with this mask in my hand, and after hearing that, uh, I'm uh, very nervous about it. I'm going to slowly turn walk towards the door and uh, go to the basement where everybody else is, I think. Everybody's in the basement. 
there's there's a couple of different groups that have gone off in different directions. So downstairs we have uh, Leon and Charles, and then heading upstairs is Bev and Martin. Right. So I go down to the the basement. I'm like Leon, Charles. What's up? So I'm back in Abigail's apartment. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like there's a party going on. Uh, that would be in Roger's apartment. And then it sounds like there's somebody in the room with me. And they uh, whisper something in, the, in my ear about taking off my mask. And I look down on the ground and I find this. It's got eye that. holes, but it's got no face on it. It looks like it's. It feels like it's made out of porcelain. Um, uh, I'm 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 a Delta Green agent. I'm gonna put this fucking thing on my face. Well, no, not an idiot. But uh, we definitely have some supernatural, paranormal, bizarre activity going here. Didn't somebody say something about there being a party here? Yeah, but apparently it was uh, that it was in her room, and it was months ago. Yeah. And then there was the, the the thing under the. Well, look, uh, um, Charlie found uh, found all these uh, these recordings down here as well, and um, and these weird art pieces of, of Thomas, uh, the guy across the across the way. Oh, where are the art pieces? Over here, but they're they're all signed, but there's nothing on them. They're all um, blank, and they got the or each has its own little spotlight. Well, and Abigail's room's a mess. <clears throat> Just like upstairs, um, well, I think I found where furniture is. All right, let me let me see the art pieces, but I need you guys to watch me, okay? Because okay, yeah, we got you. If if something, uh, yeah, I don't mean watch my back. I mean watch my front. Keep your eyes on my eyes. If you start to see my eyes dilate or something, or or change color or something, I don't want to be mesmerized by some black magic thing going. On. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna look at the canvases, and there's nothing on them. I squint my eyes. Well, there is in the corner, as mentioned, the title of these um, across all of the eight easels that, that it says "My Great Work One," "My Great Work Two," and so on, going round. Um, you can give me, I'd say, an art craft roll. I got a three out of 60. Okay. Um, you are fairly sure then that there is paint on there. It's white paint on white canvas. And that someone has been using a fairly fine wide angle brush to just layer it on very slowly in an alternate pattern of brush strokes. So that some of them go bottom left, uh, bottom left to top right. Some of them are bottom right, top left. Um, others are vertical, then there's horizontal. It's just white on white. The only distinguishing feature that you can see is the brushstroke pattern. All right, let me try some. There these these lights, you see there's a little spotlight shining down on them? Yeah, one above each light, uh, one above each easel. Is there is there light in the room itself other than that? No, it seems like those are the lights for the room that have been just repositioned to become spotlights. 
if I is there a switch that I can turn it off? Yeah, center one by uh, the door. Uh, maybe glow in the dark. Let's see. And I uh, I flip off the lights to see if they glow in the dark. Um, you flick the light off. I mean, there's some ambient light coming from the corridor, but not much. Nothing. So very much reminiscent of when uh, Charles and Leon opened the door the first time. Nothing no. seems to glow. Nothing seems to make any any pattern. No glowing blue radium stuff, which I think uh, Agent Leon would have been tickled because he could have used his gag counter. Um, yeah. Uh, we, need, uh, we need a black so, light. That's really strange. It's almost as if it's almost as if they're unpainted that uh, haven't started yet, but he wouldn't sign them to begin with. What if he's yeah. painted over what he originally painted? Well, that's, that's definitely possible. We would need special equipment to see if we could, well... Did we look at the back of them yet? Did we flip them around or anything? Well, let me look at the back of them. Yeah, you can turn them around. And there is also the same, getting such a good roll, I'll let it ride. Uh, there's also evidence of the same technique being used on the back, which the only reason that you could think of for that would be to hide any stain coming through the canvas for what was originally on there. For what was originally on there. Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't like to fuck people's art up, but I do have a thing of paint thinner. Cool, smart. Can I use forensics to see how old the paint is? Uh, you can certainly give me a roll. Just smell it. You should be able to smell it if it's not. Uh, 29 out of 80. So uh, hard. Okay. This looks like it's work in progress, definitely. And it's been layered. It's been stripped. It's been layered. It's been stripped repeatedly. Uh, this is something that's been going on for weeks. I explained that to them. All right, well, here's the thing. I can pour this onto one of these canvases, and the paint should strip off in layers. But if there's something underneath there that's mind-blowing, you'll see it for a minute and it'll go away. But who's going to be the guinea pig? <laughs> well, I have all these cassette tapes to get through, so... Who's the best photographer? You know what? I think, and I clout cap, put the cap back on and I put it away. I think before we start experimenting, I mean, at the very least, we could collect these and get them back to Delta Green. Yeah. Uh, and let them worry about it. Why do you ask about photography? I actually have a really, I'm really Well, good I was going to say, if he did it, um, it's only going to stand there for a while. So whoever's best photographer can take a snap of it before it fades oh. completely away. Oh. Well, you know, I was. I was more concerned that instead of just a naked lady or something under there, you're going to see, look into the darkness and have the darkness look back into you. Yeah. Taking a picture of it would just compound the, the problem. Anybody saw the picture might go, go completely um, batshit crazy. Before we leave, I want to open the other two rooms that are down here as well and uh, look in them. Well, I'm down here with you. Did you find any secret passageways? No, not yet, but... um. You can see from Abigail's room the things are dumped, so there could be a trap door or something under there. I don't know, but uh, let's check these other two rooms. Well, I want to I want to point out a couple of things really quick before we do that. Hmm. Um, that script that uh, Beverly read out loud to us. Yeah. It said fourth floor. 
There's only three floors in this building. It also, said, it also said in the script that they were on the fourth floor, and they said Abigail moved upstairs. The roof, maybe? Uh-huh. And we're seeing S10, which means that there's more downstairs than where we yeah. are right now. I mean, if that's not just crazy shit. All right, let's find out. And I'll, um, I'll unlock the, the door that's across from Thomas's. So you're going to S3, having done S1 and S2 so far. So you've got S3 and S4 left. We'll leave it there for the sec, because uh, I'll go upstairs as um, Beverly and Martin are going to visit Michelle at the same time. So you head up the stairs, does around the corner and back up the other side. And you're in pretty much an exact replica of the first of the first floor, the ground floor, that you have two doors on either side. The only difference really here is that you've got a closet right at the end of the corridor, um, which would be above, it's effectively above the way in the entrance, but otherwise looks exactly the same as the floor you've just come from. Um, there's not any sound of TVs or music here. It's completely quiet. Um, you know that Michelle is from where you are down the corridor heading towards the front of the building and then the last door or the second door on the left. Okay. And there's so listening. Mm -hmm. Do I hear anybody walking around anywhere up here? Any like sound of a dog? Um, because there were all those thuds and, and things. I'm just wondering, is, is everything quiet now? You can give me a listen roll. Probably should get some dice and help. Oh, a 16. That is a hard success. Okay. Um, you do hear a banging. Um, it doesn't sound like the dog running up and down stairs. It sounds more substantial. Coming from somewhere upstairs. Martin, upstairs. And, and he's uh, frozen too. Oh, no, he's back. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm in and out. Martin, are you with me? Martin. Martin. I, I think I am. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Right, there's something's moving upstairs. Upstairs, but we're, we're the, aren't we the highest? Hold for a second. There's a third floor, no occupants. I'm gonna go check it out. So with my hand on my gun, I'm gonna creep up the stairs. And I'm right behind, well, like, I'm I'm six feet behind uh, uh, Beverly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not social distancing six feet, but like, so if a shot, you know, any danger comes, I'm not right there to be impacted. Not a problem. Okay, do you want to give me stealth rolls? I will, Boom. I, will, oh, three. I will spend three points of luck, a fifth of Stu's luck point total, <laughs> to pass 38 <laughs> against the 35. So I will spend three points of luck. Okay. All right, so you're heading upstairs fairly quietly. 
How is Martin doing? Oh, I got a three, so I did a super stealth. Okay, right. You, you both head up there completely silently. So anyone that's up there won't hear you coming. You get to the third floor. It's, pr again, pretty much exactly the same as the floor below it, except that closet that's um, overlooking the entrance, that isn't there on this floor. It's just a blank wall. Um, but then you see all the doors here are shut. There's nothing that seems like it could be making a banging sound here. But when you get to the, the landing, you hear the banging again, and it's coming from above you again. In fact, it's the stairway that's leading up to the roof. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, who's first? Well, that, that would be me, because Martin is staying a healthy six feet away from danger. Good point. So he's he's letting me die first, apparently. So we're, um... Oh, no, just like, you know, you never go side by side. Right, right. Just, yeah. Yeah, just if there's any true. incoming fire, and you're just, yeah. You can give me your choice, then, of either a luck roll or a dodge roll. Okay, so luck is 51. Dodge is 50. Mm. So I'm going to go with dodge because that gives me the ability to spend luck points if I have to. Yes, it does. Nice. 21. That's a hard success. Okay. You get about halfway up the stairs and get towards the turn. In fact, you get onto the landing before it turns and goes up to the roof itself. You can see that it, ha it ends the stairway in a solid door um, that then goes out onto the roof itself. That door is open and is banging gently in the wind. That's the sound you heard. You're, so you can see sky and the sounds of the, um, the New York streets beyond. Uh, you narrowly avoid putting your foot in a tremendously large dog turd that's on the steps. Now the question is, does Beverly point it out to me? So I avoid it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gesture to it, and I'm going to keep going onto the roof. Mm -hmm. I step around it. Okay. Still fairly fresh. You can even see it steaming. Oh. Um, you get up, to the, uh, get up to the door, out to the roof, and yeah, it just looks like it's been left, left open. So when you if you push it out, it opens outwards. Um, you have access to the roof. Um, it's flat. There's a little lip that runs around the edge of the building. Um, this is where the very garish gar uh, concrete stone gargoyles have been positioned on that lip. Uh, there's things like the air vents come out, um, come out from here. It looks like an area that's maybe been used communally. Every so often you can see discarded cigarette butts that are lying around. Uh, even there's a chair sat in one corner that looks like there might be an easel that have been, uh, that's been put up there at some point. So one of the painters has evidently come up here and done some local landscapes or cityscapes. But other than that, there's no sign of a dog and no sign of anyone else up here for that matter. What do you make of this, Martin? Someone walked their dog. 
and forgot to no, but this like forgot like to how, close how the door. Fresh this is. Nobody's. I know. Well, it's fair. And we didn't. Well, pass a dog. maybe, maybe Michelle has a dog, and she took it up to relieve itself on the roof, and then didn't, and just let it go. And on it the didn't make it all the way. No, but we would have passed. Maybe them. that's how fresh that is. We would have passed them on the on the stairs. Yeah, you're right. Are we sure no, there's nothing? There's no is, no top building or air vents that. You're right. There's no place to hide on the roof. We have a clear line of sight to the whole roof. Yeah, there, there is literally nowhere to hide apart from if someone threw themselves off the roof. Understood. Okay. So no, like, big air vents, no maintenance shack or whatever. Got oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's air vents, um, but they're all grilled and closed over. There's, um, if you went over to them to check them to see if they could be opened up, um, they're all screwed in place. Permitted, the screws are a little bit rusty. They've been exposed to the elements for a long time. But, yeah, the there is nowhere to hide up here that someone could have easily dove into. You're right. We would have passed them. This is too fresh. And you know what? It's I'll... almost like something, like things phase in and out. And look, when. So, and if Michelle is the playwright. She said the dog, not my dog, not Michelle's dog, not so-and-so's dog. She just said the dog. I don't think we're going to yeah. fight a dog in this apartment building. At least I can see. I think you're right. All right, let's go... Let's make sure the storage is locked so it doesn't keep blowing in the wind. How does the door secure properly? Or is it wrapped with chain? Or is it a regular doorknob? Mm -hmm. If you pull it closed, you can see from the inside there is a small latch that will then be like a loop that it would fit into and then a padlock would, could be used to secure it. If you pull the door to, it can shut in place. But the padlock is gone. Mm. Oh, great. So you can definitely shut the door, but you can't... Well, unless you put uh, maybe like a bar or rod or something through the loop and twisted it around so that it wouldn't come out. Affect it like a peg. That's the only way you're really going to lock the door. And it's only from the inside. So someone could be effectively trapped on the roof. Yeah, if you wanted them. So. I do. I have a pair of handcuffs. That's something I'd have on me. Yeah, I'd say being being FBI, it would be something okay. that you would can have. I handcuff it shut. Okay. Yeah, you can do loops. that. Yeah, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Good. Just don't want this thing rattling. <laughs> All right, watch your step going back down. But let's go pay a visit to to Michelle. Michelle, or maybe. While we're up here, let's see if these empty rooms are unlocked. I like that idea. So when we get to the bottom of the stairs, 
-hmm. Is there anything in the stairwells or the hallways that appear out of time, out of place, like things from the turn of the century or the 1930s or 40s or 1970s? Well, definitely the decoration around here, the mahogany woodwork, the frames, etc. That all seems very maybe mid-twenties to yourself. Um, there's nothing else that kind of stands out as being unusual given the rest of the building that you've seen so far. Everything is in keeping with what you've seen. Probably the only thing that is a little different up here is that there's more original woodwork. It seems like the lower floors are the ones that have been used the most. There's Therefore, that's where the most wear and tear has taken place. So up here, the the area that gets used the less has had less damage to it so that there's there's less um, got very bad repair work that's been done up here than there has like on the ground floor that you saw um, you can give me between the two of you um who has the lowest luck so i think that'll be martin <laughs> uh, to see if any of those doors have been accidentally left unlocked oh yeah watch this roll 62 <laughs> Looks like whoever came by here earlier, or when I say earlier, as part of either the previous FBI check or the NYPD check of the building, they locked up after themselves. None of the doors here are unlocked. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Now Leon can't say we didn't check. Okay, let's go visit Michelle. <laughs> okay. Right, you head downstairs to, uh, to Michelle's room. I presume knocking on the door. Yeah. Okay, there's a couple of minutes, well, not a couple of minutes, a couple of moments of waiting. And then you can hear a series of chains being pulled across and finally a lock. And then the door opens about that much. And again, this eye of a, what looks to be a relatively unkempt lady. Um, bit hard to tell her age. Probably you think maybe oh, anywhere between probably 30s and 40s. Um, she peers around the door, her hair a bit wild, and her eyes narrow somewhat as she sees you. And then... Hey, who are you? I'm Agent Beverly Clark with the FBI. Oh, you fuckers again. What, what the hell are you back for? I've told you everything you wanted to know the first time. Well, we're new, and we want. Yeah, to I can tell that. I haven't seen your face around here before. Come on, what do you want? I just like like to hear what you told the other FBI agents. Oh, ask them! And she slams the door shut. So yeah, louder, more persistent. There was no FBI here before. It was police before. Oh, the the, the there, FBI. There were FBI. Uh, Oh, there were FBI. Okay, I thought we were the first FBI present. That's right. Okay. No, Levinson and her team came by first. Right. The door, you can hear this stomp, 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 loud footsteps on the other side coming towards the door again. More hooks being pulled across and chains. And then finally the door opens up, uh, this time wide rather than just like the narrow slot. And you can see beyond her into the apartment. It's different to downstairs. Um, it's probably closest to Thomas's apartment in the sense that it's got fairly sparse furniture. Um, there's, I mean, there's a couple of overstuffed leather chairs dotted here and there. Um, you can see a bed in one corner. 
But otherwise, the main distinguishing feature of this room is that virtually every piece of available wall space is a bookcase or bookshelf. There are books everywhere here. Um, this would be one hell of a fire hazard or a bibliophile's wet dream. It's however you want to, um, however you want to look at it. She stands there in a, oh, looks like a bathrobe um, over t-shirt and jogging, uh, jogging bottoms and just looks at you with this utter look of utter contempt. Don't you people know how to file evidence? Don't you people know how to take transcripts of reports? And wouldn't you get to get it into your thick fucking skull that if someone has been round here and asking questions that you would look at the answers that had been given beforehand? Yeah, you better not be asking anything that I've been asked previously or else I'm taking, otherwise I'm taking your name and reporting you. Is there a dog that lives here? She looks kind of taken aback. Dog? Yeah, dog. If, if, you, if you looked at the apartment records and details of our leases, you'll find that this is a pet-free building. Oh, that's no. nice. But I bet you weren't asked that question before. No, that that's is true. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> um, you can give me your choice of maybe, well, any interpersonal skill. It depends on how you want to angle this, whether it be charm, fast talk, persuade, intimidate. Well, persuade is my highest. Wish I could just psychology. That's with an 80, but no. <laughs> son of a gun. That's a 100. That's... Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, she, um, she is maintaining her hostile stance. She is not relinquishing any ground to let you in. Mm -hmm. We don't We don't happen to have any search warrants yet, no. right? No. Because no. your, your main uh, body of your investigation is downstairs in Abigail's room. Yeah. And let's see. Maybe. Okay, so besides asking me about the uh, the local pet situation and doing uh, the dog pounds job, if you're looking for a rogue canine, what is it that you are here for? Well, I'm sure you already know the answer to that question. I'm guessing it's about the... Uh, the neighbor immediately beneath me. Yeah. It was beneath me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I see you definitely do remember what you were asked. Mm hmm. It looks like uh, records indicate that you have not paid uh, rent as of late. Does this sound familiar? Her eyes narrow at that, but not in a kind of hostile but manner, but more of a confused manner. Um, she cocks her head to one side. What, what do you mean rent's not being paid? It's paid every month. Well, according to... What's the name of the company that owns this place, Martin? It is... Um, and I searched my amazing memory. Art Life. Art Life. Art Life. <clears throat> Art Life, it says none of the tenants of this building have paid rent since March. Well, have you been doesn't... out... Have you left the building lately? Um, um, yeah, must have been a few days ago to pick up pick up groceries. What's this got to do? Because I, I, I stopped by the Delicatessen, uh, and they said they haven't seen you in months. Oh, Manny's place? Yeah. Yeah, I just... He's a... He's just a chauvinist pig, that man. 
I yes. only go in there if I only, I only ever go in there if I need to. But oh, yeah, he's a very loathsome individual. Um, I just pick up stuff from the from the local grocers if I need to, or the local supermarket. There's only really need to go out if I, if I start running out of food, and I'm perfectly well stocked at the minute. So I've yeah, it must have been a few days ago when I went out. That, that sounds fascinating, and. Say it. Why don't you confirm something for me? Do you do you write plays? No, I'm a poet. You're a poet. Yeah, Is there poet anybody is, here that uh, writes plays? Plays. Plays. Um, Roger was saying something about that he was working on. I'm not sure if it was a play that he was saying about, but uh, some actually kind of very dismissively. Does this some kind of uh, bourgeoisie thing? I think he was taking taking a play and adapting it, maybe um, some something along those lines. Does anyway, it... he... hmm? well, you know, you I think you might be in it. Um, sorry, reason why we're asking questions again, and once again, my apologies for not hmm. being terribly straightforward. But we found this document uh, glued. Uh, to the bottom, and I just want to just want to verify some names from this. Um, Mark Rourke, does that name ring a bell? Oh, not not to me, no. Although, can I mind if I have a look at that? Yeah, this was uh, we found this in Abigail. So this is why we're asking and kind of trying to figure out who might have wrote this. Hmm. Seems to be for a play. I just heard you were a writer, and you're mentioned in it. No, no, I certainly haven't. I haven't. That's not my kind, my kind of thing at all. No, I, I do the occasional essays and literary criticism, but mostly my, uh, my beef's poetry. But this, this does ring a bell. Um, do you mind waiting there a second? I, sorry, sorry, if it's all the same to you, uh, I really can't let this document out of my sight. Um, well, can you at least hold it up so I can check something? Yeah. Okay, she has a look. She nods to herself and then says, yeah, give, give me a second. Um, she turns and quickly darts across the room. And on top of one of the layers of books that she's got, you can see now that there's the occasional thing that's dotted on top of books where someone who's evidently run out of room on the bookcase has decided to use the gap between the top of the books and the next bookshelf and uh, above. She pulls off a sheet of paper. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> she pulls off... Um, she pulls off something from that gap, um, a single sheet of paper, and brings it across to you and says, or hands it over to you and says, whoever wrote that probably wrote this as well. Some lunatic left, uh, poked this under my door a few days ago. Abigail pours herself a cup of tea and puts the pot down on the silver tray. Abigail. And that's what you believe you saw. A flying saucer? Smith. The quality of the tape wasn't great, but I know what I saw. A Abigail smiles and tilts her head to one side. Abigail, I, I, I always thought little green men were the stuff of old sci-fi files. Or, or, you know, the kind of thing that Roger would come up with for his books. Smith, and me too. Abigail, it must have been quite a shock. Smith, it was. 
and they're still covering it up. Abigail sighs. My, what's the matter? Abigail, the truth has to be set free. People have to know. Smith, sometimes I'm not so sure. What if people panic? Abigail, is panic such a bad thing? Free them of the burden of sanity and people see so much clearer, don't you think? The orchestra music changes to a fanfare. Abigail, excitedly, oh look, the super is coming. The dancers on the dance floor part, revealing the super at the back of the ballroom, all turn and bow, acknowledging his majesty. Yeah, this crazy shit got um, poked under my door the other day. I thought it was maybe Roger um, trying to send me some stuff of his to proofread. He's asked me to have a look at some of it before, but it's all masculine trash. So I just <laughs> put it up there to use it as um, use it as a piece of scrap note paper. Well, I mean, that's... That's uh, what you do with masculine trash. Precisely. If, hey, if I ever run out of toilet paper, I know I've got at least one sheet I can use. <laughs> you, you mentioned the other day. Do you, do you remember roughly what the date was then? I'm sorry, my, my watch, it, it's the, the, the number of the day. What, what's, what's the date? Um, I don't know. I don't keep track. Roughly? <laughs> um, she chuckles and laughs. Uh, uh, there was bound to be a newspaper downstairs. I'd suggest looking in the in the lobby. I I don't know off the top of my head. Well, is this? Do you know of any other uh, residents who might have received a, a similar uh, transcript as the one that you was sent under your door? Uh, maybe. Um, ask them. I don't really talk to many many people around here. And you wouldn't have noticed uh, any any strange or changed behaviors of the other tenants. Well, they're they're all strange. I mean, strange I don't know. You, you get a penis, your brain doesn't work. <laughs> Just the usual. Right. Do you do you uh, socialize ever at all with any of them? I'm not with them, but I'm fairly close to my writer's circle. I go out to see them once every once every week. Oh, Mr. Uh, what, Roger Corrin, he, a writer? <laughs> no, no, no. Proper, proper literature, uh, my dear. All right. Sorry, Martin is Martin is a fan of of dear old Roger downstairs. Oh, no one's perfect. <laughs> true. True. Well, once again, sorry for imposing on your day. No, she just nods and shuts the door in your face. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start marching towards Roger's room because now we've got something cooking here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're heading downstairs. People in the basement, back to you. So you're heading to S3 and S4. Mm -hmm. um, opening them up with your uh, master key. It's pretty disappointing very quickly. Uh, the rooms are empty. But you can give me spot hidden rolls. Uh, uh, just a regular. Yeah, regular. Yeah, regular. Okay. In which case, you open both doors up. You both have a look in, and uh, well, all of you have a look into both rooms. And, yep, completely empty. 
there's nothing here. Evidently, these rooms weren't part of the leasing agreement for the other tenants. But then the more you pay attention, it suddenly dawns on you that there's something here that resembles something up in Abigail's room. It's very clean. There's no dust here. As if someone has swept the place down and done a professional deep clean on it. You guys uh, stay here at the door and I'm going to walk inside. Um, I'm going to keep one hand, my right hand in contact with the wall. um, And I'm going to walk the perimeter of the room. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure it's a room. <laughs> okay. Yep, you do a complete circuit. Uh, it's a bit rough. It's a uh, basically concrete block wall. Um, but yeah, it's completely solid all the way around, as far as you can tell, for both rooms. If it seems like I'm a little crazy here, you know, remember sometimes we're dealing with some bizarre mm. paranormal stuff. I still got this mask. And I have to admit, I am tempted to look, but I don't want to look. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming it's concrete floors as well? Yeah. Okay. And outside the rooms in the hallway, there's no like way into another, like a place where it looks like the wall has been bricked up or. No, the, the only other feature really in that corridor is at the very end of the corridor, which would correspond to the beneath the entrance, is where all the, the junction box and the breakers are. Uh, but even opening that up, there's no false back to it. There's, there is literally just the four rooms down here, the corridor, and the stairs, stairs back up. You know, there's one Abigail, thing... Abigail, sorry. I was just going to say there's one thing that we should keep in consideration. These are artsy people. This could all be drug-related. They could be True. whatever True. they do with drugs. They could be sticking um, it up. And Abigail's room is there any like? Is this, it's quite a bit of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything covering like a part of the wall? There could potentially be a door behind or or anything like that. Oh, the paperwork and such that had been glued to the wall did cover. Uh, one of the doors, the doors to one of the closets, but you'd seen that already. Um, no, I mean in the basement. Oh, in the her basement. Base, the basement room, all the crap. Is there any hidden potential mm-hmm. hidden doors in there? If I had a better look. Ah, uh, give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. Um, that is going to be a regular pass. Okay. Um, There is signs of the door having been opened and closed beforehand. Um, Maybe the confetti on the floor is part of the giveaway because you can see it's all swept to one side, which kind of implies that the confetti hit the floor when the door was shut. Um, You can see that then also it's uh, stacked, well not stacked, but it's having laid on some other stuff on there. So it's almost like a a blanket of snow in confetti that's covering a whole load of stuff in here. Mm. Apart from one thing that has not got any confetti anywhere on it, and that's a wooden box, um, like a toolbox. So it's got a bar across the top where you'd pick it up by, or maybe like a a gardener's um, box. Um, Inside that is a load of paint cans, uh, smallish ones, and an array of brushes and uh, cans of turpentine. All the paint in that is white. And the big uh, fan brush 
that's one of the fan, big fan brushes in there matches the, uh, the strokes that Hopper identified. Hey, uh, Hopper, Charlie. Yeah, Check yeah. this out. This room is full of confetti, as you can see, except for that. And a toolbox there full of white paint. Well, wouldn't we assume then that uh, white paintings were done afterwards? Yeah, but uh, as, as well, it's this is in uh, Abigail's room, which was locked. So, yeah, if, if the paintings are in Thomas's room, oh, and they're fairly fresh, and she's been gone two months. Mm -hmm. And all this and confetti wasn't it? Uh, Abigail had a party of some kind. New Year's Eve. Yeah, like yeah, some time confetti. ago. Um, but it kind of—I mean, look—it it, kind of looks. The confetti must have happened once the door was closed. Is the confetti yeah, all white? Multicolored. So there's pinks, there's yellows, there's blues, white. Yeah. I I don't know for sure. We might have a combination of different things going on. Mm. Um, we're definitely getting the feeling that there's some sort of. It's going to sound crazy, but you guys are the one guys that I can talk to about crazy shit, and you won't freak out. But there seems to be some sort of time displacement, like we've seen a room filled with artifacts from the 30s, from the the Edwardian period from the 70s. Um, we find things like the confetti out of place in places that it shouldn't be. Um, we suddenly find a mask yeah, that wasn't the there a few moments ago. Mask, yeah. um, we hear voices. Uh, we uh, hear dogs on the, we hear dogs barking that aren't there. Although we don't know that. Maybe they found some the dogs upstairs. And there's the, uh, the, the, the page we found of the play. The page of the play, which almost seems to be indicate that it was being written while we were Coming walking in, in the yeah. front door. That, that's... We still have a bunch of tapes to go through also. Yeah, we got to listen to those tapes. Well, let's go catch up with Styles and Smythe and uh, see if they found anything. Yeah. All right, let's go back upstairs. This place gives me the, the willies. <laughs> okay, so as, as a nice moment of timing, um, you are heading up the stairs onto the ground floor just as Beverly and Martin are coming down. So you meet on the landing area. We, there. What happened? Did you find the dog? We. No, but we found more traces of one. Fresh, very fresh traces. Oh. I don't but understand. I mean, Scratches or? Very fresh. It uh, defecated on the top oh. of the stair landing. Oh. But very fresh, like like a minute before we arrived. It was steamy. There's no dog on the roof. There's no dog anywhere. You know, Crying out loud, if there's ghosts or time travelers, I wish they'd pick up after that dog shit. I get tired of that stuff. This it gets this gets it gets stranger. Oh. We stopped in to talk to Michelle mm. and she received a few days ago another portion of this play. Oh. 
and it was a conversation between Abigail and somebody named Smythe discussing the event that got me introduced to Delta Green. Huh. That's not good. All right, well, that just sort of kind of confirms our I know, we're just speculating about time displacement or thing displacement. Oh, I uh, found this mask. I didn't find it. I was I was in the room with Abigail. I heard the party next door, which would have been in Rogers', Rogers apartment, and then a voice. Oh, I, I believe it was a female voice, said to me in my my ears uh, something about uh, taking off the mask. And uh, I looked down, and here I found this mask on the floor. Well, there, and there was a there was a dance going on, a ballroom event going on in that new portion of the play that Michelle had. Now, Leon, mm. you mentioned that you had an experience with theater, and it wasn't good. Care to elaborate on that? Oh, I just you know that I just had a bad experience with. Uh high school theater it wasn't it's not nothing to do with this well apparently I don't like theater well roger where you were hearing yeah. this party come from is apparently working on adapting some kind of play hey uh martin you're the uh you're the roger expert has he ever written a play before not that I'm aware of. Uh, everything I've read of his has been uh, just sci-fi novels. Well, the other thing is, uh, Beverly and and Martin, we uh, we had a look downstairs. Two of the uh, two of the basement rooms are completely empty, but they've been like wiped clean. Like there's nothing, nothing there whatsoever. No dust, uh, chemical clean done. Uh, then there's Abigail's uh, basement room. Uh, we found her furniture, um, but it's also full of confetti. Uh, which looks like it was put there once the door was closed. It doesn't make sense. Um, and then there was a, a toolbox with white paint and a white brush. Um, in Thomas's room, both of these rooms were locked. In Thomas's room, there is a bunch of, of easels with lights above each one, and the, they're all painted in white with the same pattern. Uh, as as the brush we found, but it's been repeatedly place. painted over, over and over. Mm. Uh, and there was eight in total, right? Yes. Yeah, so there was eight of them. Um, was it like frantically painted over, like the person no, was looks, disturbed, or very like neat and intentional? Yeah, it's, but it's all white. You got to get up close to see that. Well, I, I've seen things like that before. Yeah, except Modern that art. he also painted the back of the canvas. As if he didn't want whatever was on the canvas bleeding through. And on each one of them is his signature and the term, my great work. Number one, number, number one two, number three, number four, number five. Oh, we found and the, Thomas we found is the guy who has well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we found the tapes. But we found the, um, I mean, we got the record thing coming into the Abigail's room from Thomas's room, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are the tapes of? What's on them? Uh, Agent, uh, I mean, um, Charles is going to go through them. 
I only listened to one. I'm gonna listen to. I'm gonna head back down soon and listen to more of them. Okay, well, I it was on that one tape message. Wasn't it the party? It it's it's it sounded like. Didn't you say that it sounded like? Um, it sounded like that microphone being pushed through to listen, and then there was nothing for a long time, and then there was a party. Right. Yeah. Get, yeah. Like just an instantaneous party. Yeah. Could it have been before though? Could it have been that Thomas wasn't invited to the party, and he was eavesdropping on the party? But what? What party? He was listening to an empty room. It, it started empty, but then the party started. Yeah, but how does that work? Okay. So look, cut. Can, can we just cut the trying to get a rational explanation for this shit? Mm. Something. This man, you want to start giving me a rational explanation about this mask that was delivered to you or what we all found, that that ball that rolled down the stairs and came and stopped right towards us, the fact that my past is in some play script that was delivered days ago. No, something is seriously wrong here, and I think it's in Roger's room. Well, yeah, that's we where to, I'm going to go. That's why I, we're all right. Because something well, is seriously wrong. Let's, let's pursue that. But I was going to say, since everything seems to be having to do with time and place, maybe we're not here at the right time or place. Yeah. What, do you want to go and come back a week later? No, I mean, we need to stay at least 24 hours in this building. So you're suggesting there might be maybe a time, time shift within, within this? Corresponding with maybe what's in Abigail's room, she had three clusters of uh, time period. I, I, you know I, what? As a child, I watched. I mean, not as a child, as a grown-up, I watched a lot of Twilight Zone. So, I got some weird ideas in my head. All right, let's go see Roger. So, so let's just say I don't know. The party starts at midnight. That seems like a good time. I mean, if. If we listen to the tapes and we fast forward the same amount, if the party is always happening every day. Well, yeah, let's so see far, the tapes. So far, based on everything that we've discovered, I count seven floors in this building. Seven? Yes. Because we've got S10, which would be at least three basements down, and we've got... Uh, uh, the fourth floor mentioned in the in the text and that abigail moved upstairs this building is being described as having way more floors than it actually has uh, we've so, been on the roof and you've been on the roof but what if there are more floors they're just we, not always here hmm. well if it's from the same building we should be able to go to where the utilities come into the building, the electrical and water, and see the water meters and how many there are, and see the circuit boards and how many circuits split off to various yeah, rooms. If, That's if, brilliant. If Hopper's, if Hopper's saying that a whole floor is disappearing, then, I mean, is that going to be in the I, circuit? I, it it I, could I, be there because... You can check. You can check. But the, the problem is this building has been renovated, Martin. Mm. And they would have noticed, like, why are there electrical leads for at least eight floors? I mean, if there was four floors, then upstairs, three basements, eight, 
what if that changes too? True, but it's worth looking at because a lot of buildings keep older equipment and just simply shut down. You know, you can see things removed. We could at least look to see. We can look. No, we can I, look. I, I, but let's you, let's do your Roger thing first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can look. But I don't. I don't think there are any additional physical floors. Well, just remember, Beverly, that weird shit's going on, and that's what right. Delta Green's all about. So cover all our bases. weird I, shit just, might be going on. I, I don't believe that you're going to find evidence of additional floors in the. Mm, hopefully in not. That that kind tangible. of scares the shit out of me. Anyway, I'm going to go knock on Roger's door. Right. I'm also yeah. really hoping that I don't run into Taki Tina. Okay, you knock on the oh, door. Yeah. And there's a couple of seconds delay, and then rather than the last two instances where it's chains and the door opens about like that, the guy just opens the door. Uh, doesn't even appear as though it was locked, he just opens it straight up. And... Martin might be a little starstruck because there is the man himself, the one, the only, Roger Curran. Roger? Roger Curran? He looks a little startled. Um, yes? Sorry, I, I'm, I'm Agent Beverly Clark with the FBI. Oh. Um, you hello. To ask you. Sure. Um, he's stood, uh, stood in the doorway. He's a little disheveled, to say the least. Um, again, T-shirt. Uh, battered jeans, a uh, pair of slippers that look like they've seen much better days. <laughs> um, he God. he smiles. Oh, uh, an avid fan, it seems. <laughs> please, um, please yeah. come come on in, come on in. Um, I apologise about the mess. It's uh, yeah, it's a little, little disorderly, but uh, yeah, come come on in. Find find a seat anywhere you can. You don't have to stand on ceremony. Inside the room, it's a bit cluttered. Um, it looks like the foundations of order were set here a long time ago, but things have just kind of, kind of gone a little bit out of hand in places. There's kind of piles of paper, unopened envelopes. Um, there's a couple of plates which are stacked up, a couple of uh, coffee cups put to one side, one of which is still half full, but has a big thick skin over the top of it now. Um, yeah, it just looks like the place is just a little untidy. Is probably the best best way to put it. Um, you can give me spot hidden rolls as you go in. Mm. Fail. Fifty three is a pass. Mm-hmm. I pass. An eighteen. Okay. All right, so three passes by the sound of it. Um, as you're looking around, just taking in the scene, um, that pile of letters that I mentioned. Yeah, there's a couple that you can see that have been opened. You can see the words like final demand written on them. Um, looks like utility bills and uh, cable TV. Um, there, is a te- there is a TV in the corner, but it's turned off. Um, next to which, or rather across from which, you can see there is a table with an old, kind of an old-fashioned word processor that sat there. Um, still, It's got a screen. Um, looks like it would be something that would be password protected but it's otherwise a fairly basic machine and a printer next to it. Um, There's a couple of sofas in here, so there's just about room for all of you to sit down if you wanted, and then there's a chair chair by the desk, the writing desk that he uses. So he plonks himself down in that and says, yeah, um, how how can I help the Federal Bureau of of Investigation? Mr. Curran, 
are you aware of a collaborative uh, work in this building on a play, perhaps? Or would you be aware of uh, writing of a play? That's a very odd question to ask. I would have thought you would have been calling about my uh, my neighbour. But as it as it happens, um, yeah, I've managed to pick up a few few bits. I think one of um, I thought it was actually um, Michelle upstairs was working on a on a piece. Uh, she slid a page under my door a few a uh, few weeks ago. We I thought it was her asking for some critique on her work, which is very unlike her, because as far Funny. as she seems to be concerned, everything that flows from her pen is gold. You see, that's funny you mentioned that because she gave us the impression that you slipped a play manuscript under her door just a few days ago hmm. do you have the the piece of paper that uh, you found uh yeah um got it around here somewhere i managed to i've done the rounds and tried to find various pages it seems like most of the people here got uh, got pages shoved under their doors um he starts rummaging around through the paperwork and you can see he's He's trying to keep his cool, but there's a little bit of frustration building. Where the bloody hell did I put this stuff? It's around here somewhere. Uh, ah! And he pulls one up. Um, I've got this one at least. I know. I know. I did have more around here somewhere. Um, more. Yeah. You know, I managed to go. I managed to go around and have a word. Um, I managed to. Uh, yeah, I got one from Thomas uh, across the way. He said he had one popped under his door. Mm. But yes, yeah, so sure, I found some elsewhere as well. But I, I, they'll turn up. But I've, I've definitely got one of them. And, now, and if, did, as, did Louis, hmm? did Louis get one? Uh, yeah, I think I think he did. I remember I definitely picked it up from him. Oh, well, let's, uh, let me have a look at the one oh, you've got there. And, and Mr. Yeah, sure. Curran, please, uh, before you get it, could you try to to handle it just from the edges? We. Uh, our forensics specialist might want to have a look at this oh. and compare with other well, sheets he, we have. He already would have touched it if he picked it up off. Of yeah, the, but uh, but I mean, we might be able to still see other prints, perhaps. Oh, sure, sure. He, he, at which point he gently reassesses his uh, angle and he hands it across to Leon. Ah, oh, crap. Samson, you've heard of it? Castagnan. Smiles and nods. Castanian. Dear boy, I've been cataloging it for years, since before you were born. Samson, what the hell is it? Castanian. Looks taken aback. Castanian. You know its name, and yet you know nothing of it. It is the true destiny, the imperial destiny. The line that traces its birth right back to the very throne itself. Samson. But you're mad. America's never had a throne. Castanine laughs. Castanine, his throne is not tied to one pitiful country, boy. His dominion is is illimitable. Illimitable and eternal. His dynasty crosses many borders. From Yithil to Allah. From uh, Eurasia to America. This is only the dynasty as it stands here. Samson, king. What king? Castanine. He who is, was, and shall be again. Samson, yelling, What is his name? Castanine, you want to know his name? The name of the Almighty? The name of the God himself? Samson, yelling, Yes. Castanine, stage whispers in Samson's ear. His name is truth. 
Uh, so Samson's pretty shaken when he's reading that. And then he's going to very delicately hand that over to Sinclair, our friend's forensic uh, guy. Put it right into a baggie. Mm -hmm. uh, not the best thing I've ever read. Mr. Curran, did you have a party in here a little while ago? Me? <laughs> um, I'm, not, well, I'm not the most uh, antisocial of people, but I certainly haven't had many people around here for certainly not enough to have had a party any time. Do you have a dog? No. Uh, no. Uh, part you, of the leasing agreement is we can't have pets. Have you seen a dog in the building? I, I realize there's a, an agreement, but sometimes people sneak dogs in. Uh, no, can't say that I've seen a dog, no. Uh, what is today's date? Um, he kind of blinks at you for a second. Um, hang on a sec. Uh, he goes over to the desk where there's a uh, one of those tearaway calendars. Um, he looks down, uh, looks down at it. Yeah, um, August tenth. What year? Ah, you know that question normally gets asked by time travelers in sci-fi films, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he just picks up the uh, the tearaway calendar and holds it up to you, and it does indeed say 1998. Okay. He kind of looks at it. Holds it back up to you. I'm hoping just, that's the answer you're looking for. I, yeah, I, I want to make sure you're ready for Y2K. I, I am a lover of sci-fi. I just told everybody that I like the Twilight Zone. How many floors are there in this building? Including or not including the basement? Uh, not including the basement. Uh, three above ground. Three. And one below? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I, I don't go down there. So... Sorry, uh, so you were expecting us to ask ask questions about Abigail. Do you remember her acting strangely before her disappearance? I can only honestly tell you what I told the previous uh, questioning teams that came in here, the, the NYPD and the FBI, respectively. Um, I only really ever saw Abigail when I bumped into her in the corridor. Um, I pretty much keep myself to myself. I like my own company. I've got plenty of work to be doing. So I don't generally socialize that much with the rest of the people in the building, um, particularly Abigail. I kind of feel a little awkward because I had to uh, kind of go banging on her door last New Year's Eve because she had a she had a party. I had a deadline. She was making a tremendous racket. I couldn't hear myself think. So I went around and complained. And since then, things have been little tense but, but as far as i was concerned she was a she was a good girl um did they was, did they at least stop their party by midnight well they i think they were probably going to about 1 a.m um okay. things were kind of okay until about midnight then you know the whole big ball drops and everything goes crazy around midnight and that was they i was expecting oh yeah five ten minutes they'll probably be finished with their whoop 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 and shots and everything else that they were doing uh, but they just kept on going. You know they were how, just too loud. You know how many people were in attendance at that party? Oh, the room was the room was packed. Um, easily and she a dozen. Saw into the room. Well, yeah, I, had, I banged on the door. She opened up. And they didn't and, invite you. 
no, no, this is a whole load of people I think she called over from the, um, from the gallery that she sold some stuff at. Did you, and of course, uh, you had a deadline a, anyway. Did you happen to see a man wearing a uh, pinstripe suit with a hat, pencil, thin mustache? Let's finish a beating around the bush. Did Abigail have a boyfriend, to your knowledge? Yeah, I think that's him. Um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd only seen him, him in passing, uh, coming and going from Abigail's room. Um, I think I vaguely remember him him talking with someone in the lobby one time as well. Some, I think parents of one of the other, one of the other residents, I don't know, I don't know who, but at least the, the age would certainly match. Um, yeah, I just, I was going, I was going up the corridor to go and actually uh, talk with uh, Michelle. And I remember seeing him there. I only saw him from the back. Mm. But yeah, I've seen, I've seen know, him a couple of times. Do you know anybody named Mar Mark Rourke? Does ring a bell, but I can't think. Somebody of that nobody likes. He's, you can see he's concentrating. Yeah, I, I know I've heard the name. I can't think where, but I know I've heard the name. Um, Maybe with previous uh, associations with Abigail. No, no, it was some something else. The, um, the unoccupied rooms upstairs has how long have they been unoccupied for unoccupied i thought the night manager lived up there night manager who is who is the night manager the 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 night manager i pretty much call him sir what <laughs> is this? his name what's his name you don't know um, if his name is mark rourke no no it's not it's i think mark I think the night manager knows Mark, although I I went to visit the manager and that Mark was there. Yeah, that's it. I went to yeah 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 went to go and, yeah went to go and visit the night manager one uh, one evening and then because uh, the the guy came round to disconnect my cable. Very very rude individual. So I came round to um, I went up there to have a word with him and then so they they had a discussion and and so on and yeah he didn't bother me after that. Can you show right. us to his office? Uh, which which floor? Top floor? Yeah, top floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you can you go floor? show us? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, please, please do. Let's go okay. up there and see. is he? Would he be here? Well, it's not night, so. But it's a room, like... so does he? Oh, he just stays here at night. Yeah, as far as I'm away, he does the night shift. All right, show us which room it is, and then I think we're done with you. But thank you. Okay. Is there somebody that does the day shift? Um, well, there's there's a super, but I'm not sure. I haven't seen him. Did do they usually stay in the same room? I well, like I say, I've never seen the superintendent. So if they if he does stay in the same room, I'd like I say, I've never seen him. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Just one other question: Have you paid your rent the last month or two? Um. Yeah, I guess I I leave that for the banks. You have a lot of uh, unpaid bills though over here. Oh yeah, I, I get through them eventually. So I'll, I usually do them in a batch at the end of the month. So your rent is that a automatic payment? Yeah, I mean it should be. I don't see the point of having to go through the same bureaucratic mess every month and sending checks and getting lost in the mail and mm. stuff like that. I just set up a standing order. With your bank or with another organization that does this uh, the, for you? 
the bank does it and sends it to art life which which bank our bank of america bank of america yeah we've had our run-ins with bank of america before mm. Oh, like all bankers, spelt with a W at the front rather than a B. Yeah. Let's uh, go up. Oh, I get it. Um. <laughs> yeah, he kind of uh, he raises his eyebrows, but he yeah he leads you upstairs. Um, he goes up to the first floor. Oh, you're on the first floor, rather. Um, he goes up to the second floor, and then continues up to the third floor. And then he gets to the landing, and he looks a bit confused. Uh, hmm. Is everything okay, Mr. Curran? Yeah, I um, sworn it was here. I just want to make, a mis- uh, make, make sure you didn't just make a mistake, but mm-hmm. he's on the first floor. Yes. So we would have gone up to the second floor, up to the third. Yeah, this is UK and uh, US terminology okay, yeah. conflicting. All right. So from that's the, where we first are. Floor is your second floor. You okay, didn't just yeah. say that we went up another floor. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you, you have on. You've been on the ground stroke first floor, then you've gone up to the second floor. You've gone up to the third floor, and at that point he gets to the landing and looks a bit confused. Okay. So you're on the unoccupied floor. So let me ask you a question. You've only been up here at night. Oh uh, well, I've only ever needed to see. Look, I only need to see the night manager a couple of times, so yeah, it would have to be at night because it's when the night manager's here. What is what does the night manager look like? Um, <laughs> looks a bit like Albert Einstein. <laughs> um, got a shortish, uh, wild hair. Um, even has that kind of European accent that I think a few years over here has uh, has taken away from his um his native accent but yeah he's, he's a nice guy and sorry one more uh one more question for you mm-hmm. um the louis louis uh, oh post yeah post yeah louis post what does he do um <laughs> they're all artists yeah he's a bit of a bum <laughs> really, uh, he hasn't done much in a little while. Um, I've heard some things through my uh, my editor and publisher that he's uh, not quite persona non grata, but he's uh, yeah, he's throwing away his career down the uh, down the pan with uh, great alacrity, shall we say? But what what, what, what kind of an artist? Is career? Is yeah. Yeah. Oh, he used to do book uh, book cover illustrations and paintings. Mm. So um, again, lots of fantasy artwork. So okay, I think he even did. Um, is it comic books? I think. Yeah, comic book art. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt, mostly front covers. I want to peel away from the group for a second and look for that pile of dog uh, excrement. Oh yeah, it's still there. It's still yeah. there. It's got a dog paw print in it now. I uh, along with that note I sent you earlier, I wanted to take a little sample mm-hmm. and see if I can. Just check it, mm. see if they're not right now. I'll take a sample and then I'll do mm-hmm. it. And please don't like... stir this mysterious object in your coffee, please. Oh, but cinnamon's <laughs> delicious. Adds even more flavor. What are you complaining? <laughs> Got that right here. And uh, your opinion of Miss uh, uh, Van Fitz? Oh. Mm. Rather um, rough woman, huh? Yeah, Miss, uh, Miss Van Fitz sees the world through a singular feminist lens 
Uh, therefore, all of us with particular genitalia are seen as inherently the enemy, wrong, abusive, and to be corrected at every opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, she said that, uh, yeah, none of you have brains. So I was probably the first person with brains to talk to her in a while. Hmm. In my experience, some women are not very nice to other women either. <laughs> no, no, she's just she just dislikes everyone, it seems. Yes. Uh, All right, well, thank you. Well, Miss, before we let you go, mm -hmm. what's going on in this building, Mr. Uh, what's his last name? Karen. Karen. Mr. Karen. Weird um, things go on in this building. What have you seen? What do you mean, weird? Weird things. There's or no dog in this building, the disappearance right? of... No built no but there's dog excrement outside on the on the on the landing right up there. What? And uh it's fresh. And we heard a dog. Toilets and doors uh close and flush. Toilets and yeah, flush themselves and doors close themselves. Masks appear out of nowhere. Ha have you seen the inside of Miss Abigail's apartment? She glued um thousands of things to her walls he looks dumbfounded at you i i saw that there was police tape over the door but every time i i walked past it rubbernecking once and was quite swiftly told by the uh by the officer to uh vacate the area so i did and haven't gone back so no i've not seen inside a room um there and you've seen nothing strange happen in this building well, apart from what I assumed was Michelle putting sheets of this play transcript that she's banged out on an old typewriter. But you didn't see her do that. You no, just I, just woke up and, I woke up and they were there under the door. Uh, I would suggest you check with your bank to make sure that your bills are in fact going to uh, ArtLife uh, because we spoke with ArtLife earlier today and they said they haven't received any payments from anybody in this building for months and that they're ready to evict you all. He goes somewhat pale. Since um, March. What? Since March. Yeah, I was wondering if perhaps you were trusting one of the other tenants to pay your bills and they weren't doing it. No, no, we, we all take care of them individually. This, yeah, this is your bank. Yeah, um, I'll go and I'll go and make a call now if. Uh, if it's okay with you, with you, fine guys and lady. And do you know anything strange about any of the other tenants? I mean, other than Michelle's bitchiness. Uh, um, give me a luck roll. That's the other one that's asking. Right. Uh, oh, five. Cool. <laughs> I like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, rolls. <laughs> yeah. Louis seems to have uh, occasionally gone walking up here either go up to the roof or walk around uh, it's good to go up there and have a have a cigarette rather than it stinking up the room um i swear i've gone by and he has visit a lot of visitors more so than kind of anyone else around here i've, I've heard him speaking to people um, all the way into the night i wonder if louis has a dog and i'm, I'm saying this to the other guys well hey thank you so much uh oh. if you need anything else after you get in touch with your bank, we'll be floating around the building. Just grab one of us and uh, let, uh, just keep us uh, 
updated mm -hmm. on that. It might be. And if you can find any more of those uh, script pages, let us know. Yeah, yes, yeah. please. I'll have a I'll have a look around and see if I can. I've I've got them somewhere. You, you can see this kind of absent-minded look comes over him again, and he looks across to the first two doors nearest the stairs, scratching his head and mumbling. I swear the office was here. Oh. We have reason to believe because of this this bank thing that there might be something shady going on here, and you are all being duped in some way. So yes, if you can find the other pages, very important. We might be Object. able to piece this together. We are FBI after all. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll, I'll I'll get right on it. And he turns and starts walking down the stairs slowly okay. at first, but then he kind of picks up speed as he okay. goes further away. I pull out the keys. So he got the keys to all these rooms. So shall so we? Why did you tell him that this place is haunted? I why not? Maybe he would say, "Oh yeah, I've seen weird things too." I agree. All right. I mean, how many so people in this word, building live here? circulating about the people. The FBI agents investigating. We're all going to disappear. House. What's he going to say? We talked about ghosts. And right. we'll get so, uh, what are we going to do now, gentlemen? I got the keys. Let's check all these rooms. Well, I thought that was a waste of time. That was literally the first thing I said when we came in the building. Yeah. I, you I, didn't know about right a night manager living up here. So now we know about a night manager. Let's find out which room he's in. Hopper, I think uh, you clicked in on that earlier i think it's some sort of temporal displacement some sort of time thing mm. yeah so we definitely need to be staying here into the evening you also had a reference to super you you you, you keep saying time yeah like time travel like there's things from the past that, that are here that i don't i've seen look there, these, these things are talking about some kind of god some kind of royalty some kind of grand ball that's happening yeah well like like royalty. it's like, like it's a play right it could be a play like, like there is look here let's, like let's get inside going one of the somewhere rooms and then else into fiction almost let's let's get in one of the rooms and then we can talk i don't think this place is traveling through time well we don't know what it's doing something weird's happening though i mean at least you admit that right Right, no, I've been saying something weird's been happening for a while now. So we're going to go into the left room or the right room? Well, there's one, two, three, and four. Let's Just do one first. One. Okay. First door to our left. Got it. You open it up. Uh, the first thing that hits you is the smell. Um, there is evidently been a dog living in this room for a while. There is excrement up the wall. There is it's on covered in the corners of the room. There's piss stains running down uh, running down the walls as well, and also the sound of a dog running towards you, even though the room is empty. I'm slamming the door really quick. <laughs> if I okay. open it, I'm closing it. We hear okay. a thought um, against the door. <laughs> no, it actually sounds like it comes through the door. Oh, and it shit. runs, um, you can hear it barge, and you can feel something invisible uh, brush past your legs. It runs up towards Sinclair, so Charles. And Charles can um, feel that something wet and slobbering and invisible is licking the hand which you use to pick the cinnamon stick with out of the bog. Uh, you can all give me sand checks. <laughs> Oh, I failed that. I passed. I failed. 
S. There's nothing worse than a ghost dog that leaves real poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Ghost poo. <laughs> okay, for those of you that passed, it is zero. I'm for those still of you... on point because it's licking my hand. Okay, yeah, you can definitely feel that this this thing is licking your hand and for Charles, I'll give you a psychology roll as well. And and for those of us who failed? Uh, those of you who failed, D3. 44 out of 45. Okay. Uh, this feels like a fairly big dog. It's not hostile. It's hungry. And it's coming over to you because it can scent food on you. Do I have anything on me? You've got that cinnamon it. stick. You've got a cinnamon <laughs> stick. Well, I'll take the cinnamon stick out of the baggie and I'm going to hold it with my fingers out and I'm going to try and feel where the top of the head is like yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you can feel it's kind of at waist height, so it's a fairly tall dog-ish. Um, and the cinnamon <laughs> stick goes somewhere. Those of you that see it, see that it's it's there, and then it's enveloped by nothingness. Oh and my then God. it's gone. Um, I need to keep a track of how much sand everyone loses. So as Tom... On that. Okay, so that is... Zane has lost one. Lost two. Two for Tom. Yeah. So that's the second sand. Here's my, my so, half-uneaten bagel. So I was going to ask for somebody to get bagels. Go down and get the I, rest of the I got half my uneaten bagel here. I was saving it for later. Are, are we taking a second sand for seeing food disappear? Uh, you've offered it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, you. Uh, I'm, pass. I'm going to feed it the other bagel. I'm going to, good, good boy, good girl. I pass this time. Try and like see if I can mm -hmm. get a response out of it. And I want to okay. listen if it I sounds like that thing I heard. Okay. But if it's stuck in that room, how does it get out? Oh, well, it came through the door. No, it yeah. ran through the door. Mm -hmm. All right, so let me quickly check from Sinclair. But there was tangible, viewable pee, stains, and poop. So how does Everyone. this dog yes. fit in with your uh, time travel theory, Hopper. Uh, Maybe the dog's only half here. Maybe it exists in some other time. Yeah, during, during the day, it's not here. It's ghostly or out of time sync at nighttime when maybe the office is here. Maybe the dog's here. And then that's when it actually poops. And I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers. We're going to have... Just theorize. Give me a second. I might have an answer. Right, so, Sinclair, did you make your sand check for the, the stuff disappearing in your hand? No, I didn't roll for that one, sorry. Because this might determine whether something happens. Yes, I did make that. Okay. So I failed my the lovely check that Stu mentioned. I passed my second one. So <laughs> I, 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 I passed all the sand checks, but now Stu's like, what if food disappears? I'm losing sanity. <laughs> one point for failure okay. on that. But, only, uh, but nothing for a pass. Mm -hmm. right, the, the thing that you're feeling... Uh, as you're trying to get an outline, you're patting its um, its invisible head and ruffling your hand through its fur. It feels like a normal dog, so it, it doesn't seem to connect with any the weird thing that you okay. that you mentioned in the note. Right. Um, 
But you can give me an, I think probably an edgy roll for an, a no roll is going to be the the closest thing to identify what type of dog it if is. If you can feel it, isn't well, that? If it's, it's, it's just... waste, it's a great day. Fifty-five <laughs> out of eighty-five. You you think it's a mastiff? Uh, I think we got a mastiff. If here. if you can feel it, doesn't that just mean that it's an it's invisible dog? Does it have a collar? I'm gonna. But it went through it's the door, though. Yeah, it went through the door. Yes, yeah, so the dog. The dog can go through walls, but it, you can feel it touching Do you. Do I have any it. dusting powder on me? Fingerprint powder or anything like that? I'd be happy to say you do. Yeah. I'm gonna pat the dog. Anybody get more food, please give it to me, and I'm gonna take um, the thing out and kind of lightly dust its back, not by its eyes or head. Well, Hopper did say that he'd brought bagels and such, so there's probably still scraps of stuff down. Yeah, they'll be down in Abigail's room. Uh, but uh, who wants to try door number two? Get some, uh, get some bagels and stuff. And while I'm, I'm gonna dust a little bit onto its back, see okay. if it goes right through or. No, you start getting the outline of a dog. So I, then I'll put it a little heavier, so at least we have a visual on it. A well, Martin, got a camera? Um, don't I use don't the flash. think so. Where's the fucking camera? That's... I have a Polaroid, but it's going to do a flash. Oh, I do have a camera. That's right. Sorry. Yes. Here. Well, don't hand it to me. I don't know how to work it. Oh, yeah. Here, here. It's, it's just a digital <laughs> camera. Okay, here. Let me take shots of it. Yeah, I'll take a couple. It's a good shots. boy. Okay. Good boy. Are they showing up on the camera? Because the... Uh... the or rather, yeah, the, the white powder is certainly. Okay. It's about this time that Leon can come back with the with the food. Yeah. <laughs> and you're Shall handing we... it to Charles. Charlie, here you go. There you go. Thank you. Shall we door number two? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll keep this occupied. Keep invisible okay. dog. Okay. So we'll uh, open the door to the right. I'll stay with uh, Charles. Thank I don't you. like. So I've got I've got the keys. So. All right. Okay, the rest of you then head over to door number two. Um, feeding the dog a second time has a very noticeable reaction. Um, it gets down on pretty much both its, or got on its back legs, and it starts kind of, I'm not sure what the word is, but kind of going, and very much, um, you've, you've got a friend. Nice. I was going to say, I'm going to get down, sit actually on the floor and kind of play with it at this point. Yeah, you can play with the dog. It certainly, it certainly wants to play. Okay. So it's quite, it's quite happy with you kind of playing a little tug of war with the, with its paws, uh, kind of jumping up on your shoulders. You're getting covered in white powder as a result. But yeah, it's a quite playful, invisible mastiff. All right, dog number door number two. Dog number two. <laughs> <laughs> right, you open up door number two. And it opens up into an empty room. Maybe it's full of invisible furniture. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll you... go in and feel around. Nothing? Nope, nothing. <sighs> nothing in there. Door number three? Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you head over to that? Give me a listen roll. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I got a 22 out of... Uh, 40. So, not uh, just regular. I also got a pass, just a regular. Okay. 
you can hear breathing as soon as you open the door. Hello? We can't see you, but we can hear you breathing. Footsteps immediately then run um, in the bathroom as if someone's running from one side of the room to the other. Abigail? Does the door slam? Can I, can, I, can I get an idea of, of where in the room from the sound? Yeah, um, the bathroom that kind of runs the length, uh, kind of the width of the room. As if yeah. someone was at one end of the bathroom and then runs across, but that's only a matter of footsteps. It sounds okay. as if they run along the length of the bathroom, out into the corridor, and off into the distance. Because the footsteps recede, you can hear the sound, um, like Doppler shift, you can, you can hear the sound getting further and further and further away. Do we feel anything when they part, when it comes to us at the door? Okay. No, they don't come to the door. They come straight, they literally run the length of the bathroom and then out into the corridor. Oh, right, so they run through the wall. That, that's okay. how the sound is perceived by you, but... Does the sound go away towards the stairs? No, it goes through across the corridor and seemingly into the next, next apartment across. The next apartment? So right, that's number good. four? I'm mm -hmm. going to try and grab it. So not by Charles or myself, by the dog. No, straight so point of room number four. Got it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to hand Leon the, the key for four, and I'm going to check out room number three to see what's in there, mm -hmm. okay. where the ghost came from. Beverly, three. are you with me or Hopper? I'm going down to talk to Louie. You guys can chase your ghosts up here. I okay, don't... cool. <laughs> so I'm going to go in that extra room. Okay. You've had a little interaction and passing the key and such, so I'm going to give you a penalty die. If yep. you can give me a dex check with a penalty die, you okay. might see something before it disappears. Um, okay. Penalty die, so we'll roll. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Uh, I should be okay, Dix. Uh, yes, yeah, that's a regular pass. Okay. In which case, then, you open the door up quickly and uh, look round towards, uh, to where, towards where the bathroom is, and you catch the briefest glimpse of someone passing across the doorway, again, as if they were running the length of the bathroom. So they've gone from the length of the bathroom on the other side of the, um, the, other side of the building, across the corridor, and then through this bathroom, a guy in a pinstripe suit carrying a briefcase with a pair of white shoes. Which and then direction, gone. Which direction does he go? As if he's running out of the wall that would take him out outside of the building. And again, you can just hear receding foot, footsteps or foot, yeah, running footsteps. Um, okay, so while Hopper's checking the other room, I'm going to search this room like thoroughly. Like I'm, if it, it just like checking all the drawers, the cabinets, everything. Check to see if there's an invisible wall in the bathroom where he ran. The, the other rooms up here are otherwise completely empty. These are evidently, there's not even furniture. Um, there's evidence of where long ago there may have been something on the bare floorboards, but even the floor, the floorboards being, uh, well, not the floorboards have been pulled up, but the lino has been pulled up. They are completely Listen. and utterly bare. Hopper, there's two other unoccupied rooms a floor down. I mean, we can check them, but the, he said the night manager was up here. Well, look, the, the... Go ahead, you got the keys, go ahead and check them. Okay, well, listen, the, I, when I came in here, I, I saw a guy with a pinstripe suit and white shoes. Okay? 
So Mr. So Pinstripe was in that room. Ran across. We scared somehow, him. He ran through the bathroom, through into the hall, into the other bathroom. Became visible. Became visible, and then you saw him for a split second, and then yeah. he continued through the bathroom, out the out the wall, out out into yeah. the other into the ether. That description yeah. fits her boyfriend, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we're saying. All right. Well, uh, look, uh, Beverly's run off downstairs anyway, so I'll go check the other unoccupied rooms and try and tee up with her. Um, just just before I go, though, guys, the the the, the script that we found that uh, the author gave us that that uh that that tees up with with some stuff that went down for me i uh i was involved in a hostage negotiation in, in new orleans and that's uh, the one time i've ever had people die on me there was a bunch of people yelling about some king and dynasties and all kind of local crap and then they they weren't suicide vests they killed the family well if it comes up in the next pieces of paper, whatever we find. Have any of you heard of the artist Richard Upton Pock, up, uh, I don't know, Pickman? Not sure. It was Never run across the name? Can't say I have. Pickman was an artist. Um, Delta Green suspects that he had some sort of um, supernatural connection. Uh, he painted things, a horrible, horrible things. Um, I was involved in a case where I was called in in order to identify the uh, the uh, authenticity of these paintings, and they were oh my god, Sa sanity shattering. If anything, uh, that's why I'm extremely reluctant you've noticed to look directly at uh, paintings in weird situations. Um, mm. So we'll see that, that now that you know that if we find some script and it's me, agent Shaw talking to somebody about the paintings. Well, looks like smarts or some UFOs or something. Well, for me, I dealt with uh, a case that had some flowers of the black lotus plant, a uh, very hallucinogenic drug. And uh, we picked up uh, a guy, a dealer out of Chicago, and he was in the questioning room. Uh, all the CCTVs went out, and uh, the footage was gone, and you could hear an animal or a dog uh, tearing them apart. And uh, nobody else wanted to admit to hearing it, but All right. I heard it. Well, now that we know that, we, we there's some very strange stuff going on here. How's the dog? Oh, he's lovely. All right, I better go check on Beverly. All right. Yeah. And check those other rooms. So, yeah, I'm going to run down, check the other two unoccupied rooms, and then catch up with Beverly. Sure. Uh, long story cut short, there's nothing in the other two downstairs. They are empty. But we'll cut back to Beverly having a word with Louis. So, you go down to the second floor, back down the end of the corridor. This time you take a right, so opposite Michelle's room, and knock on the door. Yep. There's the sound of a body hitting the deck, uh, as if someone's fallen off a sofa, uh, and then scrambling up. Yeah, one, one, one sec, one sec, one sec. And then you know, coming to the door, you can hear again scrambling, a deadbolt being pulled. 
and then it opens up. Um, give me a luck roll. Failure. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, you get a bit of an eyeful. Um, the guy's wearing a pair of slippers and a bathrobe. That's about it. And the bathrobe is open. It ain't pretty. I'm uh, Beverly Clark with the FBI. I have some follow-up questions about the disappearance of Abigail Wright. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you can see he's definitely not with it. He's he kind of focuses, kind of rubs his eyes and focuses on you. F FBI. Well, um, yeah, um, um, I guess you can. Uh, I guess you can come in. Uh, yeah, and he turns. He just kind of absentmindedly turns around and walks back into the room. You can smell the stench inside of just junk food that's gone stale, uh, rotten food. There's flies hanging around a bin which has overflowed and has now taken over most of what the uh, the area around the floor of the kitchenette part of the apartment was. And yeah, this is this is the worst level of student hovel that you can think you've seen in a long time. There's discarded pizza boxes everywhere, say fast food junk wrappers. Uh, the fridge is open. Um, you can see that there's uh, a couple of bottles of milk in there. Although milk looks, well, it looks white anyway. It's not like it's black. Um, but yeah, the fridge door's just open ajar. Um, this, is, this is really bad <laughs> so uh, mr post is it i uh, yeah yeah most most people call me the uh, louis uh oh, louis who are you again i'm beverly clark with the uh with the fbi oh yeah yeah, yeah. i remember i remember those three letters i couldn't remember couldn't remember your your name uh yeah well what um what 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 is it you uh, would like? And you can see he's kind of shuffling around to one side, trying to put himself between the mess on the floor, and kind of trying to bulk himself out. And then suddenly realizes that his uh, dressing gown is open and quickly shuts it. Um, and you can see he's well. You have to give me a psychology roll. It's probably the best best thing here. 40 is a hard success. He's someone that was drinking heavily last night, is still hung over, and is quite ashamed of the fact that the apartment is in such a mess that he, he evidently doesn't have people around that he's not comfortable with. Do, do, you, have a, do you have a party here last night? Um, party for one. <laughs> oh, well, I'm uh, yeah. sorry. Uh, Roger just says that you have company over often. Is that true? Um, I would have tidied the place up a bit if I was having guests. So we're, we're trying to follow up on some some leads. Uh, the disappearance of of Abigail. Uh, did you receive? Have you received any strange documents, letters lately? Uh... In particular, we're looking for things that are typed like a play. Like a stage production. Um, does does sound familiar? Uh, give give 
one one minute. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, he goes over to the uh, over to the fridge. There's a kind of plastic box on top of it that he quickly opens, uh, pops what seems to be a pill bottle. Basically, shoves a few of the pills in his mouth and then grabs the bottle of uh, milk from the fridge that's, I mean, you think, probably been open for a while and just starts glugging, uh, glugging milk down. Um, you can give me a spot hidden roll. 71 is no good. Okay, uh, he just glugs the milk down, then puts it back. Doesn't even close the fridge. Uh, oh, my head should start clearing up in a minute. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, I'm fairly sure that Roger came by a while back and he asked me about them. I think I gave my a sheet I'd had pushed under my door. I think I gave it to him. And just one? I think it was just one. Uh, how long ago was this? Do you know? Days, weeks. Um, I don't know. Sorry. No worries. So does the name Mark Rourke mean anything to you? Mark? Mark, yeah. Do I know a Mark? He kind of looks over towards the bed um, in the corner, evidently not been made and probably not had the sheets washed for a month or more. I kind of just asks the bed, do we know a Mark? No, we don't know a Mark. Uh, who, who are you talking to? Who was I? What uh, this? I took talking to you. Oh. Had you had? Have you had any interaction with the night manager recently? Night manager? Didn't even know we had a day manager, let alone a night manager. Oh, that's just something Roger. That's about a night manager. Sorry, must be mistaken. Sorry, I was trying to follow up on okay. whatever leads I can. It's my job. Yeah. Yeah, actually, sounds sounds like a proper job. Hmm. He's he's kind of focusing and staring at you, but you can see him gently rocking on his feet. So, when was the last time you recall seeing Abigail? Um, Abigail. Oh yeah, down downstairs. Um, didn't she have some kind of party on the 31st? Some kind of her and her boyfriend? Of this last month? Uh, it was, it was May. May 31st, she had a party with her, with her boyfriend. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think she, she was like... Pinstripe suit? Hmm? Yeah, that's him, the encyclopedia salesman. Yeah. On May 31st. Yeah, I think that was it. Yep, that. Well, thank you. Okay, I'm glad to be of um, help. And he tightens his uh, cord around his uh, bathrobe a bit more. And say so everyone everyone here is an artist, no? Uh do you mean no meaning yes because everyone here does arty stuff? Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. no, no yet yeah, yeah. Um Yes, people here are artists. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, do you include it? Well, when the muse strikes me, it's been a little while since it's uh, since I've had anything uh, anything to paint or draw. Anything since March? You can just see he's kind of looking around at the ceiling, trying to. You can you can almost hear the cogs ticking in his head. Ah. Uh, might have been. Uh, I, haven't, I, I haven't done much for a while. Although, if if you like anything I've got here, then you're, you're welcome to buy it. Um, he wanders over to what you think was just a pile of clothes that's discarded in the, um, in the corner. Um, and there's when he pulls them back, there's actually a couple of canvases, or a couple, there's a stack of canvases of various sizes, which he's got um, leaning up against the wall. Um, the first one he... Uh, kind of holds up to you, kind of holds it up almost in your face, kind of like this. How about this one? Uh, the picture is definitely fantasy. It's very, very much got the theme of fantasy artwork. There's a kind of orangey, dirty orange sky. This megalithic tower with lots of uh, kind of spiky ramparts uh, going up to pierce the sky. And in front of it, this black ocean where there are uh, what seem to be uh, fetuses that have been strangled with their umbilical cords being pulled along towards this tower. Um, he drops that, um, pulls over another one, says, uh, yeah, what, what about this? Um, another one of a an infant with a uh, what looks to be a stiletto dagger poking its eye out. Um, so there's viscous material running down the, ch uh, running down the cheek and the, uh, the point of the uh, knife definitely having gone into the eye. Um, the theme seems to be dead babies that keeps coming up a lot in this. There's uh, two others evidently in the womb which are strangling each other with their own umbilical cords. Um, there's ones being brought out of the womb and then instantly have the, um, seems like a doctor who's put, uh, performing the uh, birth has then come down with a hammer on top of the, uh, the head of the ki uh, kid. You can give me a sand check because these are pretty graphic. And 31 almost is as if good. good. And almost as if they were painted from life. <laughs> Anything from a past? Nope. These are these are all very much uh, just very very dark fantasy art. But yeah, I came up with these. These are probably the last uh, the last ones I came up with. Oh well, you're very talented. Oh, thank you. If, if you know anyone looking for uh, any, any art like this, then uh, just I point my way. Send, yeah. yeah. I will do that. Thank you for your help. Yeah, good on you. Uh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. He, he doesn't even motion to open the door. He just yep, lets I, you. I, leave. Yeah. I, I, I let myself out. Okay. <laughs> About the same time then that Leon has finished looking in both both the other rooms down here, so you're both out in the corridor. Beverly? Leon? Uh, rooms down here are clear. Uh, me and Hopper uh, encountered uh, possibly the guy in the pinstripe suit. Uh, he was invisible, and then he wasn't. And then he mm. ran out the wall into the ether, nothing. Do you recall anybody talking about Abigail having a party on May 31st? No. 
Well, turns out she had a party with this uh, encyclopedia salesman on May 31st. That would... Louie doesn't know about a night manager, though. Yeah, see, things are not teeing up. Everyone's got different... Well, I mean, that's... I mean, that always happens in our job. No one's information seems to really click together. We got people saying there's a night manager. We got people saying there was a party here. Are we all for here for this conversation? Yeah. No, we're, we're the floor below. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll so get, I'll just gather you and we'll go up there so it does yeah. make our lives easier. Um, thinking back on my interaction, Matthew, mm -hmm. when he was talking to the bed, Can I think about that? Was that more like a the like a like schizophrenia almost? Like a kind of you, impression I got, or was you can make a retroactive spot hidden roll to see if there's anything particular about what he did that now springs to mind. Oh one. <laughs> he was not looking at the bed, he was looking at something underneath it. He was looking at something very specific. Hold a thought, everybody. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm gonna be like, follow him, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna knock on Louie's door again. Okay, um, you can hear him rolling back off his sofa, uh, kind of scrambling across towards the door, uh, probably on his on his hands and knees. Um, he opens the door at this point. Uh, hello again? Uh, hey, yes, I, I, I think I found somebody who might be interested in purchasing your art. Oh! Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Here, come, come talk to him. And he's doing oh, yeah, that. He, I want to take a peek under up. the bed. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Let's see what you got. This is going to be. I'm going to use fast talk as the best, uh, best skill to represent his dis how distracted he is. So if Leon can give me a fast talk roll while Beverly then goes and has a look under the bed. Could I give him a persuasion? <laughs> Uh, oh shit, I passed Okay, you, you hold his attention That he's looking at you and he's not seeing What Beverly does So Beverly goes over towards um, over towards the bed With him completely oblivious to this Okay, and... now I wasn't warned About the art in any way So I'm gonna Oh, cool. oh god <laughs> <laughs> You can give me a sand check <laughs> Oh, oh shit, I passed as well, but I'm going to take one because that was pretty screwed up. No, that's fine. That adds to my total, so I'll keep track of that. Oh, oh yes, job. Uh, oh, this is this is really good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's beaming. He's happy. You, you can see almost the smile start to go exceptionally wide, and his eyes open even wilder with this kind of manic glee. So, Hey, you, you you really you really like it then, yeah? Uh yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, you're 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 a talented man, and I'm just gonna give like a death glare to Beverly. <laughs> I'm not reciprocating it. I'm checking under the bed. So yeah. okay. Um, under the bed, you can see the sheets of uh, obviously hide the gap between the bottom of the bed and the floor, but lifting them up, and yeah, you can even feel the sweat as you as you uh, kind of soak through the sheets as you pull them back. There's a large mirror under the bed. The very Baroque frame, uh, probably gold painted rather than made of gold. 
Um, but yeah, there's this oval mirror that you can see. How big is it? Uh, probably about four, five foot long by about three foot wide. Is it heavy? Like if I grab it, oh, it, it like... Yeah, it's going to be heavy. Oh my gosh. Um, as you are right up and close to it, um, I'm not even bother, um, going to bother asking for a spot hidden roll. I'll just cut straight to the sand roll. Um, as you look at the mirror, you suddenly um, you have to do a double take as you realise that there's yeah there's a reflection obviously of the bottom of the bed, but also this shadowy outline like a silhouette of someone staring back at you that then just moves out of your line of sight. So you can give me a sand check for that. Oh, a three. Okay, just the one point. So I kind of flinch mm -hmm. back and then it's gone. Okay. There's, there's evident drag marks in the floor that Evan, he, he's moved this thing out repeatedly and put it back repeatedly. For the minute, he is totally engrossed with selling his, uh, selling his okay. art to the uh, connoisseur in the corner. So is, is, is his fridge still open? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is the milk he was drinking expired? That was what the spot hidden roll for earlier was for. So if you look deliberately for it, um, looks like it went, uh, went off at the beginning of April, but it still smells fresh. As are all the fresh veg that he's got in the fridge as well. Hey, Louie? Yeah. Um, Leon. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, bo both of you turn around. Yeah. Oh, help, help yourself to some milk if you need it. Uh, there's some some aspirin on the, in the med box on top as well if you need oh, it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I, uh, no, I, I, I'm good there. I was just wondering. Um, I know you didn't know Mark, but does your friend in the mirror know who Mark is? Um. Right, at that point, you mentioned the friend in the mirror. Uh, the jaw drops, the eyes go wide, and teeth get bared. He roars at you and just lunges across the room with his hands out to try and, uh, to try and grab I you. Try and grab him. Can I try and kind of like get behind him? Okay, uh, we'll go in dex order, because okay. this is going to be a full-on full brawl. Jesus! Yeah, he, he loses his shit completely. Uh, great. He has... I'm going to try to put him in a chokehold. Anyone beat deck 65? I have 80. I okay, have 60, so, so I'm going last. So you can draw, as you're declaring, you're drawing your weapon. Yep. Uh, he rushes across, to, uh, across the room towards you, and he is indeed going to go full out, trying to... Th uh, basically, his hands are going to try and wrap around your throat and try and squeeze the life out of you. Um. How do you want to react? Are you going to try and dodge or fight back? I would like to dodge, please. Okay. Uh, I will roll my fighting brawl. Uh, 62 is a fail. Okay, well, 66 is also a fail from him. So you're, you're pulled, you've pulled the gun. You can't get it straight at him. But so you're, you're trying to think, which way do I maneuver? And you're just kind of almost kind of dancing in front of mm -hmm. each other. 
at that point, um, a second behind Leon. Yeah, so because he's facing Beverly, I'm just going to grab one arm around across his throat and then lock my hand up behind his thing and lift him. And I'm just going to tighten in, so I'm going to choke him out. Okay, sounds like a fighting manoeuvre, so that's your yeah. fighting brawl. Um, he is going to be kicking and screaming, so he's going to fight back. Okay. Oh, 05. Uh, I rolled four, so... What's I will spend your, some what's, luck. What's your <laughs> degree of success? Oh, uh, it's, a, it's an extreme, I believe. Let me double check. Yes, it's, a, it's an extreme. Right, mine is also an extreme, but as you're the aggressor, you break the tie, so you don't okay. need to spend any luck. Right, uh, you grab him. Um, okay. You lift him off the ground. Uh, give me an opposed strength roll. If you succeed in this, you've, you've basically got him. Okay. Do we hear the roar from upstairs? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that is a hard pass. Oh, yeah. I thought it was 97. I thought it was 57. Yeah, he's screwed. Uh, you've got him. What the hell was that downstairs? Let's go. I'm just gonna be, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Night, night. No, don't, don't knock him out. Hold him there. He is screaming blue murder. Just not incoherent screaming. His eyes wide. His teeth are gnashing. You can uh, think for a second, did he just bite part of his tongue by accident? Beverly, he, we ain't going to talk to him like this. I'm putting him out. I'm putting him no, out. I'm pulling, I'm pulling the mirror out. Does he get more shaky when he, when he does that? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask for another opposed strength roll at this point. Fuck, okay, yep. <laughs> uh, that is a regular pass. I got a half. Okay. Are you happy with your regular, or do you want to burn any luck? Uh, hang on, my... Yes, okay. I, I'll burn. Uh, I'm going to burn the. the. Hang on. I've got to work it out. I've got to. Seven. So I've got to spend. Yeah. Uh, seven luck. Okay. You maintain grip on him then. So if anyone else from upstairs is rushing down at this point, this be about the time when you come in just to see this, uh, this scene, this kind of almost naked man being manhandled uh, in a bear grip by Leon. Uh, Beverly with this huge mirror that she's holding up, which as you look at it do you think there's three, there's four four people in the room that's pretty, well there's three people being reflected because Beverly's behind it, she isn't in the reflection, but you can see Leon you can see Louis and you can see this other shadowy outline behind Leon that then just uh, steps to one side um, I'm going to run forward and help Louis restrain this individual. Okay, with yeah, with so two people on him, I'm not going to ask for any more rolls. You got okay. him pinned. Okay, so the shadowy figure. So if I'm looking at the mirror and I see it step to the side, I want to try to follow it with the mirror. Okay. Hopper, you got any cuffs on you? So if it steps off to the right, I want to start trying to follow it. Okay, okay. carry cuffs. You start turning it. Give me a pal roll. I suppose we would have cut for FBI. 15... I'll spend a point of luck to make this an extreme success. Okay. You are able to keep track and focus on it because as soon as it leaves the mirror, it's not like it's in obeying a logical path. Um, as you move, you think, well, if I keep tracking it ahead, then it should be there, but it's not. You overcompensate, or what you think is overcompensating, to find it's moved to another part of the room. Mm. 
only for them to, as you turn around fully and get to the door, you can see that the outline of the figure, evidently feminine, evidently wearing what looks to be, or at least it gets wider at the base, so you think wearing a ball gown or some kind of uh, ornate dress. Abigail. The shadow turns just as it gets to the door, and in the reflection, thankfully only you were looking at it, you can see a figure that's about eight foot tall wearing tattered yellow robes with an almost halo effect around it and these ethereal wings stretching off, uh, stretching off its back with a glare of utter hatred radiating from its, uh, what you think could be classed as a face, but something that is entirely inhuman that is almost by its very blasphemous nature ripping apart reality around it as it takes the shadowy figure in its hand. You can definitely give me a sand check. Whew. That was a pass. <laughs> okay, 1d3 for a pass. Matt, question. Um, I went downstairs with Agent Hopper and I just stayed at the door covering the door. So I'm basically in the doorway, like one foot in the hallway, one foot. Do I see any of this or? No, you see everything that's taking place around you. Thankfully, you just don't see what's in the mirror. Got it. Um, so in I, fact, this, this thing is stood right behind Martin. Martin, well, get out. So I just freaking out. I'm probably going to drop the mirror to where it shatters because I'm just going to literally just let it just go. <laughs> that sounds perfectly reasonable. Um, how many points for your D3 did you... I lost two. Okay. In which case, you drop the mirror... And because you have now failed three, according to my uh, tracking, you have made three sanity checks and lost uh, sanity to them. You can see, um, as you've dropped the mirror and it shatters on the floor, there's a kind of <laughs> from the hallway, and you can see a grey mastiff covered in white powder stood on the other side of the hallway looking at you. The dog. I, I, I can see the dog. Can we see the dog? You see the white powder invisible thing that's there it's, it's a gray mastiff oh oh there was there was something in the mirror is this guy still struggling it was oh he he is not stopping it it, it was it was eight feet tall it was was covered in in these tattered I, yellow I robes with, with wings that went on forever it, the dog it, it, but no what are you no. talking about it was behind you it was behind you i saw it, it had abigail she was in a ball gown you looked into the mirror yeah why? Why would you look? Martin, Martin, let me come and get help me get this guy up. We got to get him down to the station or something. We got to fucking out. Oh, certainly. So I'll, I'll come in and uh, zip tie on top of the uh, the handcuffs and. I'll tie him. All he is doing is screaming and yelling and kicking, occasionally biting uh, biting another chunk of his tongue off by accident. Um, you can see that occasionally a bit of his lip gets torn that he just bites through it. Um, a couple of teeth uh, fall out from his mouth, which is heavily, uh, heavily bleeding yeah. now. This no. is someone who is um, seems to be having a major episode. You, you would equate to someone like someone in a lunatic asylum would be going through this. Now, being that I have really high pharmacology, would I have any sedatives or? Okay, but so yeah, I'm happy for you to have sedatives. Yeah. Do I want me to make a roll or? No, um, the guy is restrained in the sense that he's oh, he's God. bound up. You can just thump with a needle, and he goes out like a light. 
once he stops struggling, sure. I sort of like get off him and just lean back a little bit to kind of regain my uh, my breath. There are okay. things here that gonna... we don't see. Can I can I assume that the mirror when it shattered went face down? Sounds so good. The pieces are face down. Yep. I want to go over and I want to look at the frame and I want to look at the mirror, but not turn any of the pieces over. Ah. Um, I'm going to go over to Beverly as well. Yeah, I wanted to go. give her first aid because I, I don't know what happened. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So leave, leave me alone. I'm going to start picking up like the biggest shard of the mirror I can find. Oh, and I, I put my hand analysis. on it <laughs> and I say, let's leave it face down. No, it's there's there's something here. Yeah, yeah. Beverly, Beverly, yeah. Beverly. And you, you, you no, can't Beverly, look. No. look at me. We have and I'm going to do psychoanalysis on it. This, we have to find it. That's what we came here to find. Beverly, technically you have been compromised. Have I? Yes, you have. You've I'm seen trying something to do our job. A, you've Beverly, seen something in a mirror. Can you see a dog? Yes. A great we can't. is right we there. Can't. We can't can you see hear it. it? You, we can't see it. Something you are, I can see it now. So do I roll psychoanalysis on Bibli? No. That takes weeks at the Damn very best. No, there, you have been compromised. You need to trust us. Leave this face down. Me and Martin where, are going to get, get the... rid of this guy. We'll take him to the hospital. Before the beer shattered, Matt, where, where was the robes figure heading? It was just stood in the doorway right behind Martin, as if it was waiting for this shadowy figure to come out of the room. So it was like waiting for it. Okay. Um, in I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out of the room. In response to Hopper's question, um, you can give me an appraise roll with a bonus dice. Okay. <sighs> I got a 40 and a 41. My uh, appraise is 70. There you go. Uh, you are fairly sure uh, that this is late 19th century uh, French, um, probably even Parisian, to narrow it down uh, a little further. Yeah, this this is definitely European. In hundreds, European, French. Do I, am I aware of anything in my past or... or any studies I've made of some horrible magic mirror from <laughs> Paris or oh, there's there's definitely rumors of magic mirrors throughout right. um, throughout history. Um, you can link them back to Psychomantia, uh, where putting a black mirror in a darkened room at an angle is supposed to be able to see the spirits of the dead. Um, there's mirror divinations. Yeah, the it's mirrors do connect with a whole lot of weird shit depending on how far you want to cast your net. All right, and it's just a mirror. It's a, not not particularly thick or. No, as no, far as you can tell, it it would have been worth a fair bit. There's it's no magical. There's no magical writing anywhere on it or runes or. No. Uh, if anything, it's a little dusty, so it looks like it has. Originally, it was hung somewhere for quite a long time before it was taken down and brought in here. Right. Um, I'm going to get a pillowcase, dirty or not, and I am going to carefully pick up the pieces without looking at them and put them into the pillowcase. And I'll and the frame is probably intact, so I'll mm. 
I'll just yeah, the frame's intact. It's just the mirror itself that broke. Right. So I, I, I can pack this up to give it to Delta Green at some point. Mm -hmm. Should we make contact that. with uh, uh, Miss uh, Livingston and uh, have the uh, have the suspect uh, uh, taken? Yeah, I think that Arrested. he is completely out of his mind. That way we can continue our investigation here without having to uh, uh, waste time extracting him ourselves. I think that'd be a, a good job for Livingston. Yeah, Martin, call it, call it in. All right. Oh, mute. I will ask for a party luck roll. Oh, oh so no. I, I quickly go to the restroom while this happens. I'm lucky for a party. <laughs> All right. All right, okay. Martin. Come on, Martin. Nine, 91. <laughs> Can we add our luck to his luck? To oh, no, 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 no. Burn not, their not luck. <laughs> now, you arrived there about 10 a.m. Uh, we had, I think we had it. And then we had Hopper going downtown, or at least down Manhattan back up again there was trips out to the neighboring businesses then there's been everyone asking what's going on here the whole searching of the building I'm gonna say that it's about probably six o'clock by the time everything here kicks off so it's coming into evening time you put the call out they are going to be fighting across traffic to get here that it's not going to be until nearly eight o'clock by the time anyone gets here to pick him up. All right. Acceptable. Mm -hmm. Messages in. We can, uh, we can put him in uh, one of those basement rooms until they get here. Put him in the dog shit room. Well, he's going to be out <laughs> for a while. I gave him a healthy dose. Yeah. We just need at least one of us with him and him to be still uh, bound. Let's get him on the first floor at least so that it's easier yeah, for them exactly. to take him out. Yeah, so we'll move him down, uh, down there. There's a, uh, is there any, there's no empty rooms on the first floor though, right? Well, there's Abigail's room, which is empty. Uh, plus oh, also the there room. is an, there is an unoccupied room. On the first yeah. Floor. The okay, yeah, so because there's a bed, you know, we make him comfortable. I mean, we don't want to torture the guy. You just lay him out in the bed. Well, here, Martin, if you're going to do that, here's the keys. Well, actually, uh, Leon's got the keys. Certainly, if one of you could come with me, because you know, yeah, carry well, this. I'm gonna yeah. help you carry the carry the guy down. Yeah. So Thanks. Me and Martin will go take the body to the unoccupied room across from Roger. Okay, the body. Mean. <laughs> meanwhile, Beverly. So you've run you've run off to your desired location. Yeah, I want to take a look at these paintings everybody keeps talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, you well rush on in but have a look at them. Uh, you can give me a, another power roll. 52 is good. Okay. You can also give me a sand check now. 92 is a failure. Okay. Um, you go on in, flick the switch. Each canvas has exactly the same thing on it. Yeah, it looks a little like this. Spinning and turning almost as if it's made of light cast onto the um, onto the white um, onto the white canvas um, maybe shining through from underneath the paint just slowly turning each one in unison across all eight canvases 
as you can hear the sound of an orchestra playing somewhere off in the distance, almost as if it's echoing through the air ducts. The sound of a party, the sound of revelers, the sound of joy, and this staring back at you. I failed, so is that a... Uh... E6. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, one point. Uh, it all counts. As soon as I can get my uh, tracking sheet back up. So that's one more for, for you. Mm -hmm. And the tapes. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's a whole row of them. Yeah, I'll start with the one they were already playing. Mm -hmm. The party. Yeah. yeah, you can. It's still in there, so you you push the button and start and start listening, and that sound of party and reverie amplifies. Is there an orchestra in the background? Oh yes, there is a full orchestra. You can hear a waltz playing. That. This is evidently some kind of party. The recording that you're hearing is the same thing that you are now hearing playing through the air ducts. That somewhere this has been recorded. This isn't in your this isn't in your head. This is something that you can physically record, put onto a tape, and keep posterity. This ain't no hallucination. This is real. The confetti. The next room over, the confetti. Mm -hmm. Abigail's storage room. Yep, well this, yeah, that would be Abigail's room, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yep, there's loads of confetti. When you go in, there's also the occasional mask that's dotted around. Um, just hanging on, the, um, hanging on the side of some of the furniture. And also, yeah, we'll give this to you as well. Um, also on the floor, as you uh, walk on in, there is something else, which as soon as I can find my file. Ah. My computer is not playing ball with me. Nope. This is positioned, as mentioned, there's fair bits of furniture around here. So it's what, where the uh, bed was packed. There's also a chest of drawers perked up on a, a kind of, what were they called, dresser with a mirror in front of it, just perched on the mirror, um, leaning up against the wall, well, not up against the wall, um, up against the mirror itself, looking in your direction, is this. You are invited to a masquerade ball. The palace in the evening, one week hence. We shall celebrate the birthday of Casilda, queen of the royal court of Nifnil. Come in costume, come to dine, come to dance, come. So I pick up the invitation. Mm -hmm. And I pick up one of the masks. Yeah, same kind of thing that Hopper, um, Hopper showed you earlier. There's no band with it, nothing that you would be able to tie it to your um, tie it to your head. But looking at it, it looks like it would be a fairly good fit that it would just grip onto your face yeah. as it stands. I'm gonna take the invitation 
and we'll look at the mirror, trying to find a glimpse of that thing that I saw. And I'm going to put the mask on and say, I'm ready to go to the ball. Ooh. Right. As I mentioned, that then it's going to be a little bit towards eight o'clock when the team turned up um, to take the, bo- uh, take the body away upstairs. Uh, this is going to be obviously a fair bit before eight as you went straight down, mm-hmm. uh, straight down uh, to the basement. You need to give me a roll. Your target number at the moment is 13. Ninety is not good. No. Okay. You put the mask on. Nothing seems to happen. Um, so you're probably going to lose a fair bit of time. Uh, you're losing yourself in looking around in the mirror for any sight of this thing that you saw. Uh, maybe even looking through the mask, looking around, trying to find it, and losing track of a fair amount of time down there. Okay. Well, I'm going to slip the invitation into an inner coat pocket. Mm-hmm. along with the mask. And I'm just going to go start listening to the tapes again. Okay, you've got hours upon hours and hours of those tapes, so that will definitely keep you occupied for a while down here. So, those of you upstairs, uh, are you doing anything in the couple of hours waiting until the, the team Well, one, we've got to go look for Beverly. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's compromised and she walked away. In the first time where she walked away, I wanted to turn to Hopper and be like, they said a traveling and encyclopedia salesman? Yeah, I can't keep track of that crazy story. My The last time I heard about an encyclopedia salesman was from my father, maybe even my grandfather. When When's the last time you even used an encyclopedia? Probably 70s, maybe? Yeah. I mean... We got computers. And in the 70s, they would have still been going door to door. That's my point. Have you but, met? But the, the, description of the, pin, the description of the pinstripe seems more like 1930s. Yeah. yeah. 20s, 30s. Especially anyway, I'm more concerned about Beverly. Here's the thing. Look, if Beverly's been compromised in some way, we either have to get her back to Delta Green or... We don't know what her behavior, behavior, her behavior has become erratic at this point. Um, but we can't abandon a uh, suspect here, so. Well, it, no, though they're going to come for that. Let's take him downstairs. I don't know where to wait. Just maybe keep him in the hallway at the stairs. Yeah. Oh, take him out of the bed? All right. Oh, wait, no. Did we, are we going to, have we taken him down to the bottom floor? The uh, yeah. empty oh, apartment. Uh, yeah. Uh, mute. Yeah. Uh, so okay. we're taking him downstairs to the unoccupied room across from Roger. All right. Yeah. Leon and I were taking uh, taking uh, him. All right. So then uh, I guess Agent uh, Charles and I are going to go look for Beverly. Okay. Um, we don't see her anywhere along, so I don't think she could have gotten into any of the unoccupied because we got the key. Well, well, uh, Martin's got the key. She must have gone downstairs then, or out the door. Yeah, uh, a quick check outside, certainly not out on the street. 
Um, you can do a quick, again, circuit upstairs just to make sure, even going back to the roof, not there. Um, so yeah, you eventually make your way down to the basement, uh, yeah, down to the basement and find her in uh, what would have been Abigail's room. Uh, with this somewhat familiar looking mask, probably style of mask, over her face, staring into a mirror. Beverly, can you hear me? I can, I can. hear you. Okay. Um, you got a mask on your face. Do you want a mask on your face? Uh, take the mask off. Have you seen anything now that you seem to be able to see things? Yes, his artwork, the paintings. The white paintings? Or do you mean the yellow paintings? The yellow paintings, as you see yellow. There's a yellow symbol, same one on all eight. I'm going to take a quick glance over her shoulder into the room. Okay, nope, you're fine at the minute. You've only taken two sand hits, white paintings. Okay. Um, and do we see any masks on the walls? No. You might want to pick one of these up. There's plenty of them in here. I don't know if we might need it. Well, I technically I've already got mine. Do you uh, oh. you want to go back to base? The opera might be over for you tonight, Beverly. Yeah. Oh, that's not an opera though tonight. What is it then? It's a ball. We've been invited. I'll pull out the invitation. Let me see. Hand it over. This is very strange. Do I recognize any references to anything? No? Nothing that strikes, definitely nothing you've encountered. Um, does it look like it was from, it's an old piece of paper, like from a couple of months ago? It's very high quality card. Uh, not like thick cardboard, but definitely card. Uh, good, good quote, okay. Yeah, um, even the lettering is slightly raised, so it's a very thick ink, or almost um, like a paste that's been used. It's definitely, say, raised. This is right. high-quality stuff. This this is not something that was just knocked off a printer and then mass-produced. And there's no date on it? No. There's no date on it? How do you no, know when you the can, ball... Because of the orchestra. Can't you the hear orchestra? it? They're playing in the, in the ballroom. You can hear it through the vents. You can hear music being played. See, I heard music being played earlier. It's in the vents. It's in the ballroom. Where is the ballroom? Well, I assume that's where they were going, but... It says a palace, a ballroom. You said palace. it yourself. There's, there are other floors that we don't see. Would you like to come up to level four and see if you see something? Why, yes. Perhaps another doorway? But I we should take a piece of that mirror, though. Well, I've got all the mirror put together into a sack here um, to take it back to uh, Caduceus. Caduceus. <laughs> 
<laughs> Delta Green. <laughs> very different organization there. Oh, you weren't supposed to know about Caduceus. <laughs> um, to take it back to Delta Green. No, we need... Right. As uh, uh, it, le- it lets you... It will let you see before you... I look over at Charles. Before you can. Who see, I might need it. Are you frozen, Charles? Oh, no, you're not frozen. No, I was uh, typing Matthew something. Oh. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go back upstairs, and I'll, I'll give you a piece of the mirror. But I don't want to see the mirror. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see my own reflection or I anything. I understand. All right. I'm going to reach into the bag and pull out a piece, you know, like about that big. Okay. As you go upstairs, uh, this is where your uh, failed luck roll comes into, uh, comes into play. You hear somewhere above, maybe the next floor up, uh, the sound of a grandfather clock. You haven't seen one yet but you hear it chime eight o'clock. Outside, the sun has just gone over the horizon. The sun sets at exactly eight o'clock on the 10th of August, 1998 in New York City. Okay. So at this point, um, for those upstairs, um, this is where the team have turned up with a, wheel, uh, with a trolley. They are putting the body into it and saying, oh, onto it. He's still unconscious. Saying, we'll take him to the hospital. He evidently needs to get to get looked at something is something is wrong here uh we'll give you a call uh for where we've uh, what hospital we've checked him into what uh what uh bay he's in and so mm-hmm. forth if you want to come down afterwards uh, is anyone stopping the, the officials taking him out going going so soon he's extremely dangerous oh we're aware um this conversation is happening in the corridor as soon as the last chime goes, so that then, then it is evidently a little bit past eight, both Thomas's door and Roger's door open at the same time. Uh, Thomas comes out and sees the uh, Louis on the trolley, uh, just goes, eh. and he starts threading, he pulls up the, ca- um, the carpet and starts threading his microphone through that gap that uh, kind of ridge in the carpet. Uh, Roger comes out carrying a crystal uh, what, deca- uh, like a whiskey glass. Um, he's got a cigar, com- um, almost a stub of cigar from one uh, held between his lips. Uh, he's wearing a smoking jacket that's a bit longer for him. And he just chuckles with this uh, kind of almost childish glee and then starts almost kind of Nosferatu kind of jerkily moving towards the staircase and heads up. Well, I'm following him. It looks like they were on time for the ball. I'm going to look over to Matt and I'm like, you just saw that happen, right? Yeah. Uh, if this is this is what's... M- Manuel, Mr. Uh, Mr. Manuel, uh, what are you doing? Huh? Why not? You're feeding something underneath the carpeting. What, what are you up to? Yeah, my microphone. Your microphone for my work. What's your work? My, my great work. Your great work. Oh, so you record as well? Yeah. Fascinating. Now, what are you intending to record? 
Oh, whatever, whatever I can pick up from in here. Yeah, just leave him. Let's okay, go upstairs. I'm going uh, to go into Roger's room. I want to see if I can find these other um, script pages. Okay. Um, his um, word processor's on, but has got a password uh, thing showing on it. Uh, I'll look around the uh, the desk or whatever, try and see if a birthday or something like that, or you can give me a hard idea roll because it is something that's been mentioned. Oh, I can spend. I will spend for four luck to make that a hard. Yeah, you remember Martin saying at least on a couple of occasions that he is the author of the Night Sea series. Okay, Very good series. Mm -hmm. uh, you enter Night Sea and you're in. Uh, there's a couple of, it's a very basic file structure that he's got set up. You have a quick look around for Word documents or, or well, these text files. And you find a folder there that seems a little bit different to the others. It's called Night Floors. Opening it up. Uh, there are a series of documents. Uh, it's sorted by alphabetical order, uh, mm. but it seems like they have their titles of maybe short stories, perhaps. It's like What the Left Hand Did, What the World Knows. There's a whole list of them. Uh, I'll click on uh, one of them. Uh, okay, well, the first one at the top of the list seems seems a good enough place to start as any. Okay. That's the file. Is that an S or a 5? An S. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'll close that and open the next file. S -E. Close that and open another file. Mo. Uh, did Martin come in with me? Did he? Well, I'm following. I don't know if he was with me following uh, Beverly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Did you Sorry, it was on mute. Yeah, I, I'm staying. I'm staying with uh, with uh, Agent Leon. Right. Okay, cool. So, Jesus, Martin, what? What do you make yeah. of this, man? This looks like the the writings of a. Either a, a corrupted file, or are all of the files like this? What, what's the next file look like? Is, is it similar? Okay, I'm gonna take it that if you're going through it methodically from start to finish, that you can then see the combination of letters. Yeah. In which case, if you put all the letters in order, going down the list of file, uh, the list of the files, that's the combination it makes. Smooth is the hand which makes the world uh, and steady. Steady is the mind, mind which, which grasps, grasps it. it. Yep, exactly that. Hmm. 
Is there a printer uh, connected to this? We can can we just print this out and then uh, head upstairs? There certainly is. It's an old dot matrix. It screams when you uh, load it up. So pretty much everyone two blocks away here is this thing printing. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> While that's printing, I'm going to go through some of the papers that are like just all over the desk and stuff to see if I can find any more script pages. Give me a luck roll. Uh, yes, 35, that's a pass. Okay, you do indeed find another one. Styles. Martin, this is for you, buddy. And I'll hand it over to, uh, to Martin to read. No. How on earth? Styles. But there has to be a connection. Super. Why? Styles. There's too much evidence to say there isn't. The same company names, the same bank accounts, all funneling money to groups that promote the most sickening acts. Super, you're exaggerating. Styles looks offended. Styles, you've got to be joking, right? Super, I'm not joking. Styles, child abuse? You don't find that sickening? Sex trafficking? Hate crimes? Racism? How about those? Super shakes his head. Super. These are pretty, these are petty concerns far beneath me and soon will be far beneath you. Styles, how can you say that? Super reaches behind him and produces a blue glass bottle. The name Styles is engraved on a small metal tag hanging around the neck of the ornate bottle. Super offers it to Styles. Super, drink and you shall see. Styles eyes the bottle suspiciously. Styles, what is it? Super, world without end. Does that make any sense to you, Styles? Uh, this doesn't make sense. I'm not. How do they know Styles? This is impossible. Okay. Ah, uh, shit. I think. Uh... I think we need to get the others. We've, we've bitten off way more than we can chew. Something is on to all of us. We are all compromised here. I'm going to make sure at this point that I unclip my uh, my gun from my holster so it is ready to grab if need be. <laughs> no problem. Speaking, the, speaking of the others, so just to check then, so Beverly's definitely going upstairs following Karen. Uh, Hopper, you're with Beverly? Uh, I'm with, I'm right behind Beverly. And, and Charles. behind Hopper. Okay, so you three are all heading upstairs. And I, and I wouldn't say that I'm with Beverly. <laughs> I'm observing. I, I want to see what's going to happen before I take the next step. And so but, while, while, while I'm following uh, the author up, up the stairs, I am looking about with the mirror to see if that, that robed winged figure in yellow is anywhere to be seen. It's nothing you can see, but you can start hearing stuff. You all hear it. There's a sound of a gramophone playing upstairs. It's playing an old, old song. Probably some of you might recognize it. It's this jazz piece. It's by a uh, fellow by the name of Leroy Turner called Dead Man Stomp. As you start heading up the stairs, first to the second floor, 
the music gets louder. Karen continues a pace up the stairs, up to the third floor, and the music gets louder. You can see Michelle opens her door and pokes her head out with this grin that reaches from ear to ear and just waves as you go past, unblinking. You head up to the third floor. Karen continues on the stairs up to the roof where the music is coming from. Following behind him, going through the door, this big mahogany door that opens up into a room, not the roof, but a room that occupies half the floor plan of the floor beneath it. There's a bar in one corner where you can see bottles without labels, just of different coloured liquor, different coloured liqueurs and liquids. And a well-stocked bar, you can see that there are slices of limes, lemons, um, ornate crystal glasses behind it. And in the opposite corner to that, a walk-in humidor where you can smell this rich aroma of tobaccos wafting through the air. There are red velvet wallpaper covers the um, covers the room. Um, the floor is likewise also this deep burgundy carpet, almost what the downstairs would have been years ago in its prime. Um, the gramophone is playing off in one corner and you can see a row of discs underneath it. Off to one side of it, there is a wall which is covered with an array of leather-bound books, all hardbacks, and this tr um, not trolley, this stair, uh, steps on rails that can be swung one way or the other so you can get to the ceiling because these run floor to ceiling. There are no titles on any of the books. And there's round the corner from where you come in another set of staircase, another staircase going up. Otherwise there's Karen goes straight over to the humidor and he walks in. You can see him just start grabbing cigars and stuffing them into his pockets. And also what looks to be from a small table next to it, um, small little party favours. There's little cinnamon sticks and hors d'oeuvres that are here. Which again, he just picks them up and starts packing them into his pockets with a big grin on his face as he looks uh, as he looks towards you. You here for the party as well? Oh yes, we've been invited. <laughs> you got Where an invite, hey? Well, make make yourselves at home. There's a cough from one of the chairs, a high back chair, where you can now see that there's a man sat there, taps a cigar out onto an ashtray balanced on the arm of the uh, the arm of the chair, and he turns round, or leans forward, and looks towards you. So, you're here for a party, eh? <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Are you are you Mark? Yes. Have we met? No, but I've, I've read about you in a play. Oh! My name's Beverly. Pleasure to meet you, Mark Rourke. So, you say a play. The play. The play? Well, there's only one play I can think of that I'm a part of. Oh, um, what play would that be? I'm only a minor part. But it's oh. a very, very good, it's a very good play. I hear the author's around here somewhere. He's been um, he's been working on some uh, new versions of it for the new world. It's a fantastic piece called The King in Yellow. And we will leave it there for tonight. <laughs> Holy crap.
This is the wildest, craziest story. Our wow. players included Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming, Jason Melnichuk, Stuart Lively, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We usually play four times a week and post on YouTube within a couple of days of each episode. We also uh, post the audio versions on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, just so you know, we don't monetize our shows. We uh, The shows that we have, uh, some of them do have ads uh, because we occasionally use copyrighted music. The music owners get the cash, we don't. Uh, our, our costs are almost entirely provided by our patrons. Without them, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. What's not covered comes out of our own pocket. Uh, by pledging just a couple of dollars a month, you're directly helping us to fray costs and improve the show. So if you'd like to help us out, uh, you can find a link to our Patreon account in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and adding any, and answering any questions you might have. Uh, but no spoilers, please. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.